0: All right. Hey, Podcast America. Welcome to, what are we on? Episode 16? Was that? 16 16 of the Enlightened Neanderthals podcast. And before we get into the uh, show summary, let's talk about Allegiance Holsters. They are a small family-owned business in North Carolina, and they can make all of your inside-the-waistband, outside-the-waistband holsters, and they also sell their individual first-aid kits, which you've probably heard me say you should have, you know, four or five of them scattered around your house, it's a vacuum-sealed, pre-packaged bleeder kit. And if you have one in your kitchen drawer, have one in your glove box, have one in your backpack, because you never know when you're going to need it. Um, and if you use code TNW10 at checkout, you can save yourself a little bit of money on that shipping. All right. So uh, we talked about uh, the Training Northwest upcoming rifleman camp, and we just kind of went through through the packing list. Yep.
1: Yeah, uh, all the gear you're going to need, and all the gear, uh, the thought process behind it, and what it might be used for, and
2: it was so much more than a packing list, though. Yeah, it was all the adventure we're going to have, and what we think we need, and I don't know, just geeked out and got excited on this episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, enjoy the show, you guys. And we are live, (sighs) episode sixteen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Coming down the pipe. What are, we, what are we talking about? We're going to talk Training Northwest a little bit today and let it her, let her ramble. Yeah, let it rip. The, yeah. the Rifleman camp
1: is what we wanted to kind of go on. So um, the packing list for the Rifleman camp and what that's going to entail. So and it's a gear episode. A, a gear Yeah. Head, yeah
2: well, I'd, you know, I a like gear. gear. I'm a gear yeah, nerd. Everybody so, likes gear. Uh, a gear and maybe like a little bit, I mean, could this be like an appetizer as to what we might be getting What you might be getting into? Yeah, that would be, like, be good. And like to help maybe... Tailor our packing list. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, I think there's, I think there's probably on here what you what you put on the packing list. Um, let me adjust this mic here. It's fucking not in the right spot. Um, what you put on the packing list? Tobin made it, and uh, it is this based on what you guys carried in the military, or not what was completely, the but process? largely
0: because you ha- obviously you have to have a frame backpack, which. That's a lesson we learned the hard way right off the bat in Afghanistan is that we were issued uh, not just a frame rucksack, but also these, We know, we called them assault packs, like a soft pack, almost like a North Face pack or something like that. Uh And so we always thought, oh, it'd be much, somehow the assault pack represents probably a lighter load is why everybody liked them so much. And the first couple of times we tried to do. Meaning less, just a lighter load, meaning like an easier ruck. An easier ruck. (laughs) Yeah. And so the first couple of patrols we did in Afghanistan, which were only like one day humps, you know what I mean? We tried to use these soft packs for just, you know, a couple of quarts of water and some extra rounds for the machine gun and a mortar round and a battery for the radio. And if you're, you know, some guys were carrying a litter or first aid equipment, everybody's carrying something that's common team equipment. And immediately it was like, oh man, these soft packs are a mistake for anything other than you know administrative traveling to carry your uh, your book and your little discman cd player i don't think
2: many people until you backpack realizes how much floppiness
0: kills you oh, if like something's awful. not awful. set and framed out a frame, frame pack is the you know i i can't put a percentage on it obviously but the amount of like how much better a frame pack carries even a small amount of weight is, is a hundred percent. It's immeasurable.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, it organizes the load on your back. Right. So oh, like yeah. weight distribution is, is everything. You're yeah. not guessing when you turn, like you ever hiking, you know, you'll like turn to get around like a corner or a route, uh-huh. and you turn your body, but then you've got like two <laughs> and a half <laughs> that feet that pack of backpack swinging. You almost, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I remember being a kid and, like, running with giant backpacks in school and, like, t- trying <laughs> yeah, to take a corner shot. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Smacking into the poles and
0: shit. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. All right, well, so any, any particular questions about the packing list? No. It, let, I mean, well, it is based on the idea of this camp is a rifleman skills camp. Rifleman meaning, like, a base-level infantryman and or, uh, you know, what we had during the American Revolution, which were more Minuteman, but they were amateur riflemen, meaning they didn't do it for a living. They had a day job, but they also took time to learn martial skills because everyone sort of, like the rebellion had kind of started with, uh, uh, you know, over several years, I think like what, like 1773 roughly is when it all started. Um, Although it had been building since the late 1750s, which you Know a little interesting sidebar is that you look at the dissatisfaction with the American government right now. This kind of feels like you know, oh, yeah, 20 be, years it's, it's gonna it's, be, it's a, a little yeah. 1765 yeah. right now. So, yeah. anyway, the, these these you know, men took it upon themselves to spend some spare time learning to be amateur riflemen and then kept all of their equipment ready to go at a minute's notice, hence the name Minutemen, and uh. So that this camp's a little bit of a trying to be a modern version of that where if you're concerned about just the direction that society is heading with police being underfunded, with violent criminals being regularly released from prison, and, or if, if they're even arrested at, at all at this point, and everybody's sort of, I shouldn't say everybody, a lot of people are beginning to realize that self-defense, community defense is going to fall on us. And that's kind of where Greg's like, I'm wearing the T-shirt right now that says, no one is coming to save you. And he, he actually explains it perfectly that it's not a negative statement. It's a statement of self-entitlement. Like this is, this is some food, water, shelter, safety. We need to learn to do these things for ourselves because those are our base needs. And if we rely on somebody else to provide those things for us, like if we are relying on state assistance or a grocery store chain or a public water system, right, which we all are, none of yeah. us are innocent. We're all guilty of this. Um, then we are dependents we are dependent on other people, which is what it's in, in a pure sense is what society is. The problem then becomes when half of society wants to install authoritarian control. And the other half is going, fuck you. We want to, we want to make our own decisions, which we all, you know, we three all lie on the side of fuck you. We want to make our own decisions, but there's a whole lot of people out there who want to institute this heavy level of control. Um, so this is my way of helping push back because I think that, or I should say training Northwest is my way of helping push back because I think as people gain all these skills, which you will hopefully never be in a gunfight in your life, but just learning how to use that rifle or pistol to a lot of people, it's empowering and it makes them walk a little taller because they, they, they start to have this realization that they have more capability than they thought they did the day before. Yeah. And jujitsu does the same thing. Yeah. And honestly, school does this. If if you go to a quality education program, it does. I don't know. I'm not going to take time to bag on public school no, here. I get what here, you're saying, though. I yeah, it, I get real it. education does yeah. the same thing. It makes you walk a little taller because you're starting to understand how things work.
2: I think walking
0: yeah. taller is exactly it. I mean, people say
2: you have a garden. People kind of want to be like, oh, what are you, a prepper or, like. You know, you nuts, but it's like, no, think about throughout history, like your grandparents and the people came before they grew their tomatoes and would have food and things like that. And it's like, it teaches you a little bit of reliance of that. You know, I can grow my food and this is what it takes. And maybe if there's no apocalypse event or horrible situation just the fact that you started to grow those tomatoes maybe you had to figure out something to do with them and you started making tomato sauce and now you grow basil and tomatoes and garlic and you're kind of you know not only is it developing rel- reliance but it's also giving you a little flavor in your personality it's giving you something to be proud about yeah. too and something enhance to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah all right i'm totally taking this on a sidebar because we were Making fun of Jordan the other week because we were saying welcome <laughs> to uh, welcome to middle age because he had brought us a picture of rocks, and I had a thought. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Check these out, guys. Yeah, yeah look at these. <laughs> look at the boulders on channel, that one. Channel Scablands, guys. Look <laughs> yeah. at this. Okay, but I had another thought because it's turned hot and dry here the last couple of weeks. Have you gotten into sprinklers yet? Sprinklers and like. No. This is another middle age. this oh, Mike, oh, Mike. Mike, uh, are you watering gardens, your gardens yet? So oh I, man, this my is...
2: wife goes out there with a the hose and looks oh, at everything. Yeah, but but we do have sprinklers. Say, All right.
0: The the amount of managing sprinklers I do in an evening is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They gotta be perfect and yeah. I gotta time it just right. And you know <laughs> that's did, did that's gotta be another a, one of those middle setup? age things. No, no, fuck no. Okay, I'm, I'm yeah. a real man, I do everything yeah. manual I
1: turn those knobs myself.
2: Yeah.
0: Tune into the next
2: episode when he talks about trimming his fight.
1: Dude yeah. well, the first <laughs> Riveting. the first time I experienced somebody like putting in uh a sprinkler system oh, was yeah. this this uh one of the trailers over uh they were garden or they had like <laughs> <laughs> they, they this 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 family of uh Spanish speaking people um oh my
3: God.
1: Uh, the guy the guy was like hey like we're, we're going to put in a sprinkler system like you want us to like bring it into your yard and we're like well, no, you know. It's, but too,
0: it's too fancy for our people.
1: No so he ended up build, but I watched this guy like yeah. put in a sprinkler system so it was like oh shit that's like and the way he did it was pretty you know it was basic but it's like oh that's all you need. He ran PVC um, down and like then went and got the little heads and everything and put them spaced them out in his yard oh. where he wanted them dug a little trench buried this PVC pipe and then left a little spigot and all he would do was go and Hook up the hose. Hook up the hose and turn it on and boom. And it just was like, oh, man, you know what? So simple. You can make that happen. All right,
0: guys, this is why the Enlightened Neanderthals is awesome because we went from paramilitary (laughs) gear to long gear. (laughs) (laughs) Jordan figuring out sprinklers. Anyway, (laughs) I just remember remember
1: being like a 14-year-old kid, so this isn't just for old people, okay? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This actually goes to what we
0: were saying about education lifts you up. I remember the first time I did some sprinkler repair for a farmer in OMAC, and it was Mm like, oh, it's... It's actually really easy. Now I know how this works. And I felt Mm -hmm. a little, like, I was like, oh, I can fix this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, especially becoming an electrician, too, because I was not very handy before I was 30 years old. Because no one had ever, I'd done a lot of grunt work on farms, Mm -hmm. but no one had ever taught me how to use hand tools. And so I thought I I was not handy. And I pretty quickly realized in the apprenticeship that I'm really good at this. And Mm -hmm. holy crap, I understand how everything works. And before you know it, I'm one of the better handymen you'll ever meet. Because yeah. I, can, I can fix fucking anything. Yeah. No.
1: No. Yeah, that's that's super empowering in itself. And that's where, like, you look at, like, people who are educated and went to school and can do things, like, you know, on paper and on computers and all the other crap. But then, like, there's something that's, like, smarts that people have. And they can just, they can look at the world and they practical, can put things practical together. Practical smarts. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, and it just, it's, like, intuitive to a lot of people. Yes. And, and that's, like people's ingenious is pretty impressive sometimes when you just watch them. Like, I think I've talked about it. Like my, uh, I had a friend that was building a, uh, a family friend and they were building a con or not a condo, but like a house in Mexico. Right. And they were digging out a pool and they ran into a, a rock the size of a Volkswagen. And it was like, well, and these guys are digging this pool by hand in Mexico, right. Where this thing's getting put. And, uh, they ran into this rock, and it was like, well, you know, shit, you guys got no heavy equipment. Maybe move the pool. And they didn't skip a beat. They kept digging, and then they lit a fire and put a fire on the rock, heated the rock up, and hit it with a sledgehammer and broke the Just thing. crushed it. Yeah, and then they just lifted out all the rock, and now they had, like, rock to go put in different spots, and it was like, (laughs) you got to be fucking kidding me. And that's just, like, ingenious, right? Like, some people look at it like a problem, and they're just like, no, keep digging. I'm going to start a fire, and next thing you know, they crack this rock in, like, three or four pieces and start to be able to move it, and it's just like, how the hell, you know? So it's it's, that kind of stuff is like, they didn't go to school for that. I can guarantee you, you know? But they're they're making things happen, whereas somebody else would be like, "Okay, what are we gonna do?" Like, you know, it's just like that book uh, where the the obstacles away. Yeah. Well,
0: the uh, and what's his name? He won the gold medal.
1: Oh, it, what's his name? Yeah. Google him. Yeah. Brandon Slay. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, and the obstacles away, they talk about uh, the banana farm, or the you know how. There was two people owned the land and like one company was like, oh, we're going to go try and do this. And the other company was like, we're going to buy them both or we're going to buy the land from both people and be done with it. Yeah. So i mean, thinking outside the box. Yeah. It's just interesting. Anyway, sorry. Tangents. Back to, this Back rifleman to the rifleman. So, so
0: packing, packing list. <laughs> what the hell are we gonna name <laughs> uh, this okay, one? St- okay, Okay. Oh god. So
2: damn. as a guy, that we have got- to stop
0: titling the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and Random
2: shit. Not to episode mention typing
0: 15. up <laughs> typing up the little three sentence synopsis <laughs> when I put it online, it's becoming like, what the fuck did we talk about?
2: <laughs> Let's start with food. <laughs>
1: Hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go down the list. How about that? All I'm right, just gonna go down the list. I, I got their list in front of me. We're gonna read what uh, the rifleman camp uh, gear entails. So we got a AR fifteen rifle with sling iron sights. Those are those are mostly for mass murdering. Whoa, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> I did.
2: of hogs in Texas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Good gravy. Seven
0: magazines. Also used for mass murdering. (laughs) Magazines,
2: People, Time, uh, Popular Mechanics, uh, National Geographic, any magazine you want to (laughs) bring?
0: At least one Maxim. Okay. Well, there you go. Does it still (laughs) exist?
2: I don't know. Dude, Maxim was on top of the world in the early 2000s. Back in the day.
0: What's up, girl? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What's the girl from the show 24? The blonde girl. Uh, uh, I can't remember name, but who I can't remember, remember names now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> name drop. Um, oh fuck, I'm an <laughs> asshole. I remember being deployed to Afghanistan, and this is long before like internet was dial up. So you'd get online like once a week to email your parents and let them know you're still alive. Yeah. And all we had for entertainment was <laughs> we would all go to the the PX before we left and buy up all the issues of like Maxim and F H it was basically the FHM. same magazine. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like for him. it's like three, yeah. four different magazines were all the same shit. And then we all had like a Game Boy with Tetris on it. And then you had your disc man with like you'd bring like your favorite twelve CDs. Yeah. And that's what we did. You know what I mean? That's what you that's how you stayed entertained over there.
2: Bunch of army boys you playing were- Tetris and reading Dude Boner magazine. Yeah, yeah dude yeah. bro boner yeah. magazine. Dudes would
0: pull out
1: their yeah, fucking binder of mag or uh, CDs. Oh yeah. You guys remember yeah. that? The oh, zip, yeah. zip it. The big you know? unzippable. Uh-huh. Yeah. I
0: think I think that thing is still on the bottom of my workbench right now. Oh, that's awesome. I should go check. Got a bunch of Soundgarden. You know, you in there, know what's cool? Guy? Is we still have a Bose stereo in the house that plays like CDs. And Nathan found it. And so he's been playing all of my like Tool and Metallica oh, that's and Nirvana cool. and Soundgarden. And I was—I actually texted this to Greg the other day, and I was like, proof. vanilla? Yeah, don't let them mm-hmm. fool you. Yeah, proof, proof that we grew up in like a golden age of music, and that new, like, new music is shit. Is all my kids are listening to is the same music I listened to when I was in sixth grade. Yeah, Guns, yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah, Guns and Roses, Pearl Jam—that—that's mm-hmm. what my kids want. So why listen your parents
2: to. make you listen to the Beatles and oh, shit like that. And I Rolling hate the Stones. Beatles. You love, don't like? I love Beatles? the Stones. I can't oh, stand what, the Beatles. What was that song, Beatles album? <laughs> are you kidding me?
1: We were, <laughs> we were, uh, what was it? We were, we were at this bar, the or not the bar, but the restaurant the other day at the Buzz-In. And yeah. uh, Tobin, <laughs> Tobin goes, I fucking hate this song. And what was that? <laughs> it was uh,
0: Rob uh, Stewart's. Rob Stewart. I wish that I knew now when I was young, or wish I wish that I knew what I, I know knew I wish I knew everything when I, yeah, I yeah. I fucking yeah. hate that song.
1: But it's like one of the most happy <laughs> songs. And I've like, just like, <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden, Tobin looks at me, he's like, I fucking hate this song. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, packing list. Packing list. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, back to it. Um, so, seven mags, uh, 30 round magazines, hopefully, right? That's what we're looking for. Um,
0: Tens are fine if that's all you can get. Okay. Um, chest rig or LBE? Yes. Also used for mass murdering. Okay. So, so it's, I guess so ch- that that's a good subject to go into because there's a wide discrepancy of gear you can get out there and you don't need to go spend a shitload of money whatever you have in the closet is probably acceptable especially even if it's just an old Vietnam era uh, LCE with the magazine you know if it What's an
1: LCE or LBE or whatever LBE
0: you know. is load bearing equipment and then because the army's the army they changed it to LCE they probably spent 100,000 dollars of taxpayer money to change it Make it, it more from, inclusive? Yeah, to make it load carrying equipment. Yeah. Um, okay. but it's just that old O.D. green <laughs> suspenders and, and uh, canteen belt you see in all the Vietnam-era uh, films with a couple of magazine pouches and a 1st day kit Even World
2: War II and stuff. I mean, yeah. you got that And actually, or? you know, it's
0: interesting. If you listen to any of the... So- like, there's a great podcast called yeah. Sogcast that yes. everybody should go listen to. Very good. And in Vietnam, they had the... They had... Uh, Jesus. The Sog guys wanted the World War II-era... Yeah. Uh, Browning BAR rifleman's or automatic rifleman's load bearing equipment that
2: bandle, not band but it
0: had it, it like it had, had like a more comfortable yeah exactly it had front, more yeah. comfortable like a uh, harness Straps. and then it had bigger pouches for the BAR magazines which they could shove a ton of their CAR15 20 yeah. rounders in and those guys like here's the other thing man and one of the reasons I started doing the training northwest videos and I'm kind of I'm heading toward the talking about gear, although I've avoided it to this point, but everybody looks on social media and they see like these cool guy operator pictures where the guys are wearing like the little tiny plate carrier that looks like a postage stamp on their chest and it has three magazines and they've got their cool guy Mitch helmet with MVGs and a strobe light on top of it and a radio tucked under their armpit and one of the war belts with a pistol on and they're like, okay, that's my loadout. And what people don't realize is they're looking at direct action like special operations troops when they're seeing that shit. So when they're on that mission, they have a very small target area, usually like one or two buildings, or maybe a compound with three or four buildings. But they're not looking at a sustained fight. They're looking at a highly targeted uh, objective. And then they're going to have multiple concentric rings of security and support around them while they're hitting that target. So it's not just them out there by themselves, sort of flapping out there in the wind. Immediately around them, they're going to have a team of uh, uh, like perimeter security, and then probably a quarter mile out from that, you'll have infantry troops setting up uh, vehicle blocking positions and sort of isolating the entire target area from anybody responding in a counterattack. Yeah. Then above that, you have rotary wing air assets like uh, Little Bird gunships and uh, Black Hawk DAP gunships. Above that, you have your fixed wing support, which is your fast mover, uh, you know, F 18s, your AC 130 that's on station circling overhead. Yeah. Shout and out then Tom Cruise, the, yeah, <laughs> Maverick is that a big gunship? The AC 130, yeah, AC 130 is the bad mother. It's the so, C 130 that they have the minigun, the entire one, they do grenades I, I think and it's the bullets? left, yeah, the left side has, yeah, it has a 105 howitzer, it has 40 millimeter grenade <laughs> launchers, <laughs> which is nuts. it has minigun, it, it, dude, it, yeah. it's just a flying. Like barrage, Fortress, right? Yeah. With with really advanced targeting systems and uh, uh, surveillance systems, so the the advantage that that alone adds is is massive. So then above that, then you have your ISR, which is like your uh, uh, your drones that are flying overhead purely for surveillance. So these guys have tons of support around them, which is why they're wearing such a light kit. And what people need to realize if they're looking at one of these, like whatever your favorite, you know. God damn it, I hate the word prepper scenario is. Apocalypse, prepper, disaster. It's three magazines and a helmet with some uh, NVGs and a strobe light is not your loadout. That is not what you're going to carry because that's not enough to sustain a fight for more than one compound. And then you have to go out and rely on all your concentric rings of support to resupply you with ammo, water, blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Um, Time to change my screensaver, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) No, th- oh, I mean
1: th- that's that's a that's a really good point because I was I was the other day looking for a chest rig right yeah. so I I'm looking to get one for this class and I went up to STAC up there uh, they're just up north here and is it Arlington or Stanwood Stanwood so they're up there in Stanwood and uh Mike Beerman. they they were talking about um, sustainment rigs and I was like well what the hell is this because that's you know my whole thing thought process was like i need i need body armor i need all this i need that and it was like well the reality is is like i'm good um the reality is is if you're gonna go you know up into the mountains you're not gonna need to carry body armor right no you're gonna want it you're gonna ditch it pretty quick yeah and like we you've told us the story about you know you kind of leading those guys up there and they were all just falling out because they you know had a bunch of bullshit on yeah but um that's that's also like something to think about. If anything did go bad, it's not that w- you're maybe even looking to fight, right? You're looking to... S- well, and not. also,
0: most of these guys are talking about, like, a, like, again, hypothetical situation, FBI, DHS, hello, guys. Thank you for subscribing to the show. We appreciate you. We're talking hypothetical situation. Let's say that the president of the United States is a paid agent of the Chinese, and he's setting us up for a... Theoretically, ca- right? Theoretically. Okay. And he's setting us up well for allegedly i said and he's setting us up for a uh sort of civil collapse at which point you know i not theoretically the president of the united states did sign a legal document that gives the who authority over the united states in the case of a pandemic so now let's allegedly say or theoretically hypothetically say that another pandemic comes right or um some other sort of catastrophe. Well, now that the WHO has authority over the United States, maybe they decide they want to institute martial law and bring in UN troops. So, granted, this is a wildly extreme situation, but let's pretend that this is what we're dealing with, right? You mean about four, five months?
2: Uh, (laughs) You know, who knows? (laughs) Theoretically. I'm sorry. We're just thinking about these things, Uh, you know?
0: So let's say you want to wage some sort of resistance movement. Mm-hmm. So if you follow, you know, everybody should read Sun Tzu, The Art of War. And it's actually, the it's, book. it's not a long book. It's just these long. little short statements, right? And so... My kind of book. Yeah. One, one of his statements is that, one of his most famous quotes is that when the enemy is strong, fade away, and when the enemy is weak is when you fight. So mm-hmm. if you're dealing with a far superior force, like a, like a government-run funded force that has, uh, and again, the, the most critical, I'm oh, sorry, I shouldn't say again, because I've talked about... Um, logistics on the Training Northwest YouTube channel, but we haven't talked about it on the podcast. So logistics make or break an army. And that's why guerrilla forces always struggle a little bit because they're uh, reliant on the local populace and partisan support, whereas a large conventional army is supplied by some sort of government body and a taxpaying populace. And so they have a much more established logistics line, their, their supply lines are set and established. So the advantage then that a guerrilla force has, a resistance movement has, is that they're in their home. They live there. They grow up there. And one of the famous quotes that came from one of the uh, Afghan generals, uh, you know, when the Americans first went into northern Afghanistan and were trying to line up with the Northern Alliance, is that he's like, you know, my people have been here for 10,000 years and will be here for 10,000 more. Yeah. how do I know your people are going to stick around? Yeah. Cause they know the Americans are just going to, you know, 20 years is a flash in the pan for them. Yeah. They don't give a shit. They're, they're playing, they're playing the long game and not the 20 year long game, the 10,000 year long game. where well, their people will endure. So sorry. No, you're good. let me, let me keep my train of thought here cause I'll go off track. So a guerrilla force only needs to maintain and they need to continue living their lives in the area where they live and they need to take opportunities to poke at the beast. Because every time you poke at the beast, you make its supply line a little more expensive, right? You set off like when the when the Al-Qaeda in Iraq started ambushing supply convoys out of Kuwait. Suddenly, it became a little more costly for the United States to run supplies to its troops in Baghdad out of Kuwait because they had to add extra security or they had to pay security contractors. Or they just straight up lost the shipment because it got burned up by an IED, right? Yeah. So it, And you start to eat up their... You start to force them to spend more money. These little pinpricks can cause that, that conventional force to have to spend more money, spend more manpower, and spend more public opinion. So you're just bleeding them. Exactly. Yeah. Because he, this is a shitty thing to say. You killed that private first class. He doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck. Like let yeah. let's say some some blue helmeted troops are sent over here from whatever you know India hypothetically, yeah. and uh, you know you you set off an ambush roadside and you kill a bunch of their soldiers but they're all e4 and below they're just poor kids yeah. they don't give a shit if you could actually sit down and have a beer with them you'd probably be friends with them oh yeah which is the shitty thing about you know war. government leaders war. pitting yeah. soldiers against each other war in war in general yeah. yeah but what that does now is they go oh crap now now you have four families back home that are like hey what the fuck are you guys doing over what are there? we doing here but we want answers we want obje- like you haven't really told us what the objective of this war is but you killed my son for it yeah. What what are we gaining back here in India? So you you just start putting these little pinpricks in, and you choose your time. Again, another massive tactical advantage is having initiative. So yeah. if you are seizing the initiative, and I used to look at these when I was working for CIA, because we rolled around plain clothes in just local vehicles, we we didn't attract much attention. That was our defense is just not attracting attention. And I would look at these National Guard troops who had been called up. And sent over to Mosul or wherever, and it was their job to just go out and do these slow area patrols, where they've got all the big armored vehicles kind of lumbering along, and the like troops a show a force. Yeah, the troops walking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just to sort of like show that hey, we're in control of this area. Yeah, but it was so easy to ambush them, and they were yeah. so poorly trained. Not 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 that it was their fault. They're probably good young men and women but Just not given a lot of training the, because yeah. that's that's they're the a reserve nature. unit exactly. going over there, they need meat grinder bodies, exactly. And uh. so, the fear I would see in their eyes, like as they're getting ready to go out on patrol, and it's like,
2: wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would yeah, I'd rather yeah. be the but gray that's, man. You know what? That's, the what I, that's what I used to this say. We say this is, is cowboy
0: shit. We're going out in Mosul, yeah, just let's the be two cowboys. of us, just the two of us, yeah. But I felt so much more comfortable driving around in that little beater sedan, yeah, with a, just my buddy. Yep. than I would have out walking the street with all those armored vehicles. Look at
2: Kennedy getting assassinated. <laughs> yeah. There was so much presence. It was a goddamn parade, and he took yeah. a bullet in the head.
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's you're sending a message. Here yeah. I come. So, so the way to – somehow we're getting off track of the rifleman camp again, but I always think no, about you're these you're talking about tactics. small units. Yes, and small u- like, yeah. so the and real, it's the, the Minutemen. It's the Minutemen. S- minute yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and even if you look at, like, the Battle of Concord, the Minutemen originally tried to fight the British head-on. In, in skirmish lines and they, they got their asses whipped. And so they fell back into the woods and as the British started marching out of Concord, they started fighting like American Indians and shooting from behind trees and hedgerows and picking they started targeting officers. And that's where you start to see some of the like, you know, the famous the Patriot movie, right? Yeah. Like they started they were like, wait a minute, if we fight them like British, we'll lose. If we fight them like Indians, we have a huge advantage. Mm-hmm.
1: Well that was the the scene where uh, his kids he gives his kids rifles yeah. and and he like says aim small, miss small. Well, he says that, but he also says, oh yeah, officer aim for the first. officer first. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Break down, yeah. break down that uh, supply line. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's supply the, of information. It's, it's
0: that, I was just gonna say it's, it's the communication line you break down mm-hmm. when you take out the officer. But that's like, and s- then the Viet Cong knew to aim for the RTO because they could break down the communications line.
2: But that's Sun Tzu. That's basic, like you yes. said, I love that
0: you said Art of War because I think that's a very good book. That's oh,
2: amazing. But you cut off the head of the snake and reading the body list? dies. That yeah. Is, yeah, we might have to put that on the reading yeah, list at some that's point. that's a good book. But yeah, you cut off the head of the snake and the entire body dies. And that's what you're talking about. Concentric rings is just the body growing bigger and bigger and bigger. If you cut that off. If you don't
0: have that big body, you don't have those concentric rings. Now you've got to get everything you need. Like we're we're kind of basing this around everything you need for a three day operation. And it has to be on you. I think this is a good one, too, because
2: it's like, okay, I think about Jordan. You read that book, right? Like one second after one week. Or one year after one fire. it's very good. Very good, but it was about an EMP blackout that happened in the United States due to war and just all electronics were shut down. And it was like, I always think about that in kind of that Minuteman sense because it's like if you needed to get from here to Snohomish or we're going from here to Linwood or Seattle or we're getting a family member, it's like, what would you take to be mobile and survive, yeah, you and had to be move. efficient for like a four day, a five day stint, you know.
0: Yeah, so think let's let's talk it. Let's call it a bug out bag. Yeah, like yeah. you're gonna because that, moving that's, moving
1: forty miles with purpose to uh, an yeah objective. yeah yes yeah. There you go. yeah
0: perfect.
2: Um, so
0: I'm. Go ahead. I'm not going to make you guys move 40 miles at the at the rifleman camp. Nobody panic.
2: You don't see the way I move. Possibly
0: yeah. next year. Yeah. Possibly next year, guys. This one's sold out. We'll do another one next year.
2: There's only 30.
0: Yeah, so, okay, so
1: we got uh, the rifle magazine's <laughs> chest rig. Um, oh, sorry. So the chest rig
0: is what <laughs> set all this off. All right, we got to back up, <laughs> and so, we're
2: into the third item okay. of the checklist.
0: <laughs> so the chest rig I like to wear when I'm out there teaching holds three magazines, but that's yeah. not sufficient for an extended operation. So there's there's different way. I say you need to have a minimum number of six magazines readily available to you at hands, you know, within hands reach, and not, I only not say that tucked away in your backpack. Exactly. So I I and I'm not again I'm not going to none of this is mandatory for showing up at camp this is just the sort of the camp is almost to show you any deficiencies you have in your equipment which um, is which is huge yeah you can get that that's worth the price of admission in my opinion yeah. yeah yeah and so the only reason I say 6 is because that's army doctrine to have 210 rounds 6 rounds in your gear and one round or a, a seventh in your in your rifle um but if you listen, going back to what I was saying about those Sogcast guys, their minimum loadout was like twenty-three magazines and oh. eighteen grenades, which that alone is like—that's an extra forty pounds of of ordnance right there going into your rucksack. So if they would, and if you look at the pictures of them uh, uh, from Vietnam, they have like grenades taped all over their equipment, where it's within hands' reach, and it can't having humped all that equipment before, it cannot have been comfortable. It had to have been so cumbersome. But again, for these self-sustaining operations. I think what I'm going to say, you need to have your six magazines readily available to you, but then you then I actually, I think I sent that email to everybody on the uh, the class list that all the rest of your ammo that you bring for the entire weekend is going to need to be in your backpack at all times because I want people to understand what all that weight feels like. You can't just carry enough ammo for one engagement. You need to carry enough ammo for like three or four engagements because nobody's, you're not going to call a Chinook and get a. Uh, we called a speed resupply. Ball. Yeah, it was a, it was a Skedco uh, litter uh, full of ammo and grenades, and then all wrapped up that we could. You know, if we were running short, we could call for the resupply, and they would fly over in a MH forty seven Chinook and kick it out the back, <laughs> and you'd have this giant litter of fucking <laughs> ammo you land. You will know, <laughs> and everybody could start jamming magazines and replacing grenades and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> what so, a wild but life that's, Dude, the, that's, fact, the fact that you just throw yeah. Like
1: the name of this shit out And you're <laughs> like the yeah. m 841 Chinook And it's it's like
0: I'm so over here. An airplane flew over. I've, I've, yeah, but like that's yeah. how you know
1: you did this shit, and like that's how you know like the military is. I
0: forget that that's exciting. to me, well, that's kind of boring. Like yeah. no, we we. a bunch of us had to spend an hour wrapping a fucking litter with ammo crates. Dude, I'm excited. And it's it's when, a heavy ass, yeah. sweaty detail.
2: Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it's a lot of
1: it's the, the when they say grunt work, that's what the fuck they mean. Yeah. And anyway, it's just it's an it's impressive because it's like okay, you know. Those things that happened, and you know, like, how many guys know M8? What, what did you say? The helicopter, the helicopter MH like,
0: 47.
1: And the MH 47. Like, there's guys that are picturing that right now, and they go, Oh, fuck.
0: yeah, they yeah. know exactly what Good I'm talking gravy. about. Gravy, yeah. I don't,
1: I have no goddamn clue. I oh, thought you were talking sorry. about a plane. It's,
0: it's the big one that has two rotors, two, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah that's
1: yeah. more the one that looks like a, a kidney a, bean. It's a big, a whirly whirly yeah, whirly exactly. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The big boy. I don't yeah.
2: care yeah, I've about the equipment. I'm like I'm baffled by the fact that like I can place an order online and I get street oh, yeah. tacos at my house in 15 <laughs> minutes. That's if a, I could get ammo from a helicopter, like yeah. kicked out with a parachute, like Uber Ammo. That's mind Holy blowing, shit, dude. Yes, that's, that's Uber Ammo. Idea. <laughs> oh. Holy
0: fuck! Trademark that right now. <laughs> yeah. Uber Ammo. Time <laughs> stamp first. Could you <laughs> imagine? <33, laughs>
1: could you imagine if you could order something and have Holy a helicopter fly over and just like kick, kick it, out. it out the back,
2: and all of a sudden? Just well, that's what Amazon wants to do with drones. That's Amazon's target. Uh, Is that like twenty five pounds if, and if, under? If that
0: speedball fell on somebody, it would kill him. <laughs> Amazon, <laughs> Amazon, better be careful. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, chest rigs. Yeah. So, so okay, so all right now, <laughs> because my <laughs> because my chest rig only holds three magazines, the hip belt on my hunting pack has Molly loops. So I've added double magazine pouches on that hip pack. Or hip belt which yeah. for hunting keeps all my snacks i can put a nine millimeter pistol in one of them and i can fill the others with <laughs> snacks and like little bullshit like your map and your compass that mm-hmm. you want while you're out hunting and then reverse that to a, or switch that to a tactical application and i can put six more magazines on the hip belt of my backpack so now okay. i have three plus so nine. i've got i've got nine plus one ten in my rifle what? that are at hand's reach
2: can we slow down one second here?
0: I know There's you're no slowing down. I know you're going, going in and, and out of balls. shock here from I your arm it. wound. Oh yeah, you know, but you're flowing. I like this. Jordan like attacked it. me before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I was I was violently. Oh, mi- he was violated. He microaggressed me. <laughs> yeah, that's I, what, that was more. Than this, this was a micro- microaggression. That
2: yeah. was beyond my. That's a, macro it's a macroaggression. It's a macroaggression.
0: Time yeah. for you to durst
1: yeah. <laughs> that adversity or whatever they say.
0: You know, uh, do you say micro nurse adversity? <laughs> That's what you need. To Greg's it. new saying: micro, micro nurse, nurse, micro nurse adversity. Um. Yeah, that's Jordan loaned a me a bow wait, and wait, arrow, hang on. and when I let go of the string, <laughs> that fucking thing slapped me on the forearm, and I have a gnarly bruise on my forearm. He now. almost he almost fainted. It fucking hurts, and that's what I'm it gonna call it. Put me down. I'm not yeah.
1: gonna say passed out. I'm gonna call that fainting. I
0: didn't faint. I was he gonna got, throw up. He got
2: light <laughs> So this is a good point to bring up IFAT kits for oh. rifleman camp. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cold presses. What's what next? You what's needed. next? Day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So no. Wait. Got, wait. Hang on. I want to because he was talking about that. He was talking about. And this is something I've been looking at because I come from more of a hunting, backpacking loadout Mm -hmm. where it's more bulky. And we were kind of talking about, all right, when you're wanting to move, you're slimming down all your bulk stuff. Say it's like you have a camp set up a mile or two away, and now you're going to hoof it. And that's kind of what I'm imagining. I'm going to bring my backpack, but I'm going to bring, like, Like a day pack. A 24 to 48 hour kit where I can have my mags, I can have my food, I can have some extra water, I can have a poncho, say if it was in that condition, plus a little extra room. And I've been looking at, like I was saying earlier, going from more of a backpacking to almost looking at some of the firefighting backpacking gear because it has all the essentials of almost a military fighting aspect. It's like you need your food, water, shelter, just your base amenities. But then you're carrying a bunch of tools doing this wildland, yeah. and a lot of these things have convergence, like package pa- or pouches for your hip, like for uh, five-five-six magazines and stuff like that. And so I'm kind of interested in like what you're setting up on your backpack and hip. To hold magazines well, and I, stuff. I'm, I'm glad you said
0: that. But Jordan, be, isn't your hip pack that you used for duck hunting very similar to what he's talking about?
1: Uh, well, it's it's, it's a fanny similar. pack. So yeah. The, well, the the wildland guys have some. Some of them have like setups where it's almost like.
2: Uh, it's a fanny it's butt it's pack, pack. It's like backpack, but
1: suspenders but, with a big ass fanny well, pack no, on it, your well, butt. It's, right? some yes. of them also have frames. Oh, they so do? so like. Um, oh. Yeah, so uh, that's big mystery, time. Then, yeah. like
0: like a naked frame, mystery, where then you could put all yes. your meat on it and haul it back to camp. Yeah, so oh, mystery, mystery
1: ranch makes a really cool kind of like um, wildland fire yeah. setup. Okay, um, and it and it, it's a lower it's lower because they're not looking to you know be out there forever, I guess. Yes. But it is. They, they, have they, to, they also have to work carry larger heavy, heavy tools. Yeah, right. They have to carry and Lots they have of to water. be mobile. Yeah, right. Water mobile tool heavy like. Yep. That kind of deal. So their their setups look really kind of nice. For I, I've thought about buying one. Not that I do wildland fire, but it's just like if they can figure out. Look, because you got to think about those guys have to cover a lot of ground chain, really fast. Chainsaws and it's shovels a lot of pressure. and axes. Yeah, these guys are carrying a lot of and they're heavy fucking shit. moving up and down <clears throat> the gnarliest shit and they're yeah. racing a fire. Something. Yeah,
0: they're, that's a great point. Right.
1: So these guys like they got it pretty well dialed. So yes. if you can look at like what wild or even even the um guys just working not up in wild fire, but just like um working like cutting down trees like
2: for a you know, service the, kind abortion. of bags yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like
1: you can you could utilize that i'm Logging, sure really yeah. well and that's something that we should cause i, we I love that point about here.
0: the like the hotshot crews that have yeah. they have to move fast and light and they have to get all their tools to where they need them and they also need to be ready to get the hell out of there at a minute's yeah. notice if uh, if that fire you know if the wind shifts and, and the fire starts coming their direction. Yeah. So, yeah that, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, I was looking on Pinterest.
2: Is kind of how I I think I sent. It was a long time ago. I sent uh, like a text to you guys with the packing list, but it was a guy. I think
0: it was a picture of your dick.
2: But that's part of the packing list. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you so you're bringing it. You're bringing it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one in the chamber. Yeah. But it was uh, um, a guy that took these firefighting backpacks and converted it into like a gunfighting, like kit, and it just it made so much sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, thinking yeah. of that quick action but carrying everything. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so, well, and that's, again, it goes right back to that point of people are looking at, like you should attempt to emulate people who are great at their profession. So they're looking at like special operations soldiers and what they wore in the war on terror. But everyone needs to realize that the situation in the war on terror is not what you'll face if you're trying to, uh, you know, wage some sort of resistance or, uh, um, you know, insurgency. Wolverines. Yeah. 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 Yeah completely different situation and so, what, what were you asking about that led us to the firefighter packs you said something about oh just
2: uh, your your waist utilizing your waistband on your uh, backpack yeah. what yep. are you packing on your
0: waistband because i have like tactical magazines J- or,
2: but is that it are uh, you just doing extra packs for magazines uh, yeah, they're, they're just yeah for nothing else is handy at,
0: at hands reach grenades if i had them but we don't have grenades <laughs> i got a guy go. well <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> ah, excuse me uh how cool would it be?
2: How fun is it throwing grenades? Let's be it's, real. It's real terri- talk honestly, right now. Honestly, it's
0: really stressful. It's Why? fucking terrifying. Because you you pull the pin. And then and, throw. And you have that spoon clamped down. But you're white knuckle grabbing that thing because you know it's- Not me, it's, dude. It's, I cook those bitches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, clink one, It's only two, about uh, five degrees of let up before you hear that little pop. And you're like, clink. Oh, shit. Yeah. Get rid of it. Right? And I don't know. I, I never felt good about having them- even on my, like, I would never hang them by the spoon on my gear. I always had to have them in a pouch enclosed. Yeah, or, that's And we'd have, we'd have the pin wrapped with 100-mile-an-hour tape, which is, like, duct tape. And then we'd have a rubber band around <laughs> the spoon just to make really? fucking sure, man. <laughs> yeah.
2: Would it, are you okay with, like,
0: fireworks? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck, I love fireworks. Okay, just
2: making sure. Shut the fuck All these fucking <laughs> pussies
0: who are like... Veteran lives here. Please be, please be courteous with your fireworks. Fuck you. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, shake, I mean, they, shake they, the motherfucking they, earth on Fourth of July, yeah. please. They,
1: they weren't like in the military at all. Yeah, that,
0: yeah. Th- yeah th- those are people looking for attention. Those are the same people that put negative comments on our YouTube page. They're looking for attention.
2: We've had a negative
0: YouTube comment. I don't. Not know. us. I don't read them. Nope. I actually I read the one. comments. I, I, I go review it for I let, us. I let and Jordan I, get angry for yeah. me. Mike's, Mike's got 10 YouTube comments so that he can give me thumbs up.
2: Uh, I got 12 different accounts over oh here shit. burner accounts.
0: Uh-huh. Were, were you all 14 of our original listeners? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. You know how many phones I had to start with that? I got burners. Oh, man. A
0: all
1: lot right. of downloads. I've yeah. yeah. Um, so, chest rig. One that holds magazines. <laughs> That's yeah. what we're coming up with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Six hundred rounds.
0: Six hundred rounds. So 600. is that is
1: that for the entire three day weekend? We're going yeah. to so we're,
0: we're going to do rifle one, two, three, or variations. Like rifle one is is a very solidified, polished class. So we're going to do that, and then we're going to do variations of two and three, but it'll be more geared toward the patrolling dynamic with react to contact type drills and then incorporating in the covering concealment and bounding and firing maneuver.
1: Part of me feels like 600 rounds might not be enough. It might
0: go real fast. I'm trying to conserve ammo for everyone because, honestly, we could go through 2,000 pretty easy each. Um, I'm trying not to make it too expensive for everybody to attend. Yeah, I'm trying to keep the cost down. So maybe
1: that's something that we talk about and say, hey, this is minimum, bare minimum. Feel free to bring more. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, because that's,
1: that's a well, I guess that's I, I would
0: never tell you you couldn't bring
2: two thousand rounds.
1: Yeah, but that you know, and please do. I guess please cause do that. At bring that, at a thousand point, for
2: your buddy Mike too. He'll <laughs> <Yeah>. be there. <laughs>
1: bring them for all of us. At some, I mean, six hundred rounds like in three days. Like, there's yeah. going to be a lot of different movement and things that we're going to do. But it's it's something you know you're going to spend a lot of time behind a rifle. Yeah, shooting, pulling that yeah. trigger, and yep. six hundred times will
2: go quick. Yes, we're an ammo so, sponsor would be nice. Oh, oh God, could you awesome. just imagine TV. if your name of your company was inserted? Here and we could right, talk about it right up there with Allegiance all holsters. The, yes, Allegiance yeah. holsters and how well they're conforming to our weapons and holding, and just how smooth our draw is. And my consistency, imagine, imagine of my if grouping. there's an
0: ammo casing out there that's made out of unicorn nutsacks. <laughs> yeah. They just need to send us a couple cases of those.
2: Man, yeah. get them at the
0: mall. Yeah, yep. well, they. I haven't seen one yet. <laughs> <Not>
1: yet. So <laughs> look us up,
3: we'll, we'll hook you. Up. Anyway, so, so 600 rounds of ammo.
1: And uh oh. that that's pretty standard. So um safe. uh ANSI I rated and ear protection.
0: That's just safety glasses S- and earplugs, guys. Yep. Yep. The, nothing nothing yeah. fancy there. Get you can get safety glasses for a buck ninety nine at Home Depot. Yeah. Um so that yeah, important to have that. Uh weapon cleaning kit. That's Re- another one that goddammit, people show up okay. People show up at every rifle class. There's at least one. Ah, you know what? Yesterday? Yesterday Oh, we did have one. one. We had one. one. God damn it, we had one. There's always at least one rifle that's either, it's like a custom-built thing that like, yeah, my buddy's he knows how to build AR, so he put this together out of all his, you know, favorite parts, and it doesn't run. Or it's it's too fucking dirty, because they have a suppressor on it, and they're putting a shitload of carbon and gas gas back through it, and they don't know how to clean it, so... They, have, they, they pay good money, they come out to the range, and they have a really frustrating day because their fucking gun doesn't work because A, they built it wrong, or B, they don't take care of it, or both. AR-15s are high maintenance. You have to take care of them. And out in the field, you must have a cleaning kit with you. It's, it's absolutely mandatory because you're going to have, even after 200 rounds, or yeah, I'd say even after 200 rounds, you need to give it a quick wipe down and a re-oiling. Yeah. And then after roughly a 1,000, you need to completely break down your bolt carrier group and give it the more thorough cleaning. Everything needs to get cleaned and reoiled. And as long as you take care of it, it will work really well. Yeah. But they and are they're 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 a high maintenance bitch. And this is, is not
1: like a, a hunting rifle where people are like, oh, you, I don't clean it. I got it sighted in. That's, I got that's it just a bolt so gun. You, you, know that, I mean? you know what I mean? what I mean? That's not that's not where you we're might at, fire
0: four hundred rounds over the life of your hunting rifle. Yeah, you yeah. you clean you know, these. most people won't fire four hundred rounds out of their out of their hunting rifle. Mm-hmm. You're gonna fire four hundred rounds by. Lunchtime on Saturday at the at the rifle yeah. course, right? Yeah. So, so in, in that
1: cleaning kit, rag, uh, cleaning rod, lube yep. patches, or boar snake,
0: and a barber brush. All you really need. The rag is to wipe off all the. What's a barber brush? It's that little, just it's got like a little a plastic walk. handle on it, and it has the little soft brush. They used to brush brushes. shaving cream on your oh, face, with Oh, oh, right? oh, oh! Just so to it's, clean dust. Oh, it's, it's yeah, yeah. amazing for cleaning little bits of dust and whatnot yeah. off the outside, all the little nooks and crannies on the outside of your rifle. Then you put a little bit of oil on it and use it to oil the outside of your rifle so that you prevent rust, right? Yep. So yeah, it, m-
1: most cleaning kits will do. Like you can buy cleaning kits yeah. on Amazon and all that, and like having just a rag to yeah. an old
0: T-shirt. A cleaning rod is mandatory, although I don't recommend you uh rod your barrel the cleaning rod is only for clearing critical malfunctions like there are some malfunctions like a round stuck in the barrel or a ruptured casing stuck in the chamber where you're gonna have to put that cleaning rod together and smash it down the barrel to clear the uh clear the malfunction Fuck, i only got it. a bore snake yeah.
1: well uh, i mean in that
2: is that where a stick comes in
0: in Ooh. the field a stick won't do
2: it yeah <laughs> you, you need a you need a,
0: a something with a some cleaning th- rod something with some <clears throat> power behind it yeah. um And CLP, the lubrication, obviously, is an obvious one. Yeah, ARs like to run wet. You can't run them dry. Like a Glock likes to run dry. AR-15, you need to run it kind of wet.
1: Yeah. And that's that's something to, like, think about as well. If you guys have an extra, um, for people attending, and just anybody, if you have an extra rifle, have it ready to go. Yeah. you know, and, and yeah. some sort of I, I do have a, a
0: budget rifle. That's it's just the backup, and it's clean. It's zeroed. It's I shoot with it every once in a while, and yeah, just keep it going. It's always there. It's always ready to go, just in case number one goes down. Mm-hmm. The best spare part, the best spare parts, is a spare rifle. Yeah, and that's that's something
1: that we, like, you know, because we we came down that situation where the government was taking away our rights um, to own and buy firearms. So because that happened. You know the old bank account took a hit. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> everybody's did. Yeah, I mean, and they they forced us. They forced our hand. To, you know, refinance our houses. That's how got us. So uh, <clears throat> fuck that kitchen. Um So with that being said, like y- having having spare parts, and I I called you a couple times because I've never ran a rifle so much it broke, and I asked you, hey, what what parts do I need to have spare if I don't have the money to buy a separate rifle? What am I going to need to... Damn near all.
0: You know what I mean? The problem is damn near all of them. Because your your barrel and your gas tube are basically consumables. They're going to get shot out. One's going to get shot out. The other's going to get clogged eventually. Mm -hmm. And then you go back to your working parts which is your bolt carrier group which are also kind of consumables cuz they cycle like every any machine that cycles enough times breaks all machines break eventually machine so breaks. the reality is your lowers though are pretty well the yeah the lowers and uppers which are just the the housing yeah, the frame that that'll never really yeah. wear okay. out should but never really wear maybe,
1: out then uh, maybe the you know your trigger springs Trig- or trigger like kits you should
0: have whole new trigger kits you should have gas tubes you should have bolt carrier group like that's what i'm saying the best spare parts is a spare rifle
1: well, there you go. Fucking A. I, I ended up building that 22, which you'll allow that out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. We've, we've
0: had a couple students come out and run AR 22 long rifles to save money on ammo. And I, I think they get just the same training values as everybody else.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think I ran mine uh, for half one of your classes. Yeah. Um, just because of the, the
0: constrictions of our range, we don't shoot much past seventy-five yards. Yeah, when we right. started moving back, uh, we did. We did do a couple shots out of out of a hundred to start the stress shoot. Yeah, yeah,
1: and that's and that's where I. But
0: that's that's the extreme limit of space we have right now. For now,
1: um, okay. So, weapon cleaning kit, uh, frame backpack. We already said that sleeping system, weather appropriate. Um, you're welcome to bring a tent, uh, travel light, freeze at night or anything in between.
0: Yeah. So I'm leaving that up. Everybody has to carry their own sleep equipment. So like me, I'm going to bring a bivy sack and if it's chilly, I might bring like a poncho liner to line it. But that bivy sack keeps the dew and the moisture off of me. Mm -hmm. And in August, it'll probably be more than enough insulation. Um, But again, we used to say travel light, freeze at night, even in the winter, we wouldn't bring shit because we didn't sleep much. You'd maybe get an hour or two of sleep a night when you're out on patrol. Can we expect to sleep? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, so not gonna, I I'm not. I'm not going to make this a. Right? Oh fuck yeah. yeah, you can. Yeah, you you can bring a wall 10 if you want to set up hunting camp for all I care.
2: I've got no. I'm just bringing my. I got it like one pound ten. Yeah, we're it we're
0: going to go administrative at night because I want people to have an enjoyable experience too. Yeah. So, we'll we'll do a lot of uh,
2: camping in the back of your trucks. Okay. Totally. Any of that kind yep. of stuff. So yeah. yeah. A, after you know. When did the night raid start with live fire drills? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that's uh, first. You got to conquer two chicks at one time. <laughs> And then, then you're ready to move on to night raids. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, my wife is not
2: letting me go to this camp. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, we're going to go administrative at night so we can light a fire and have a bullshit session. And Talk so, and bond. Yeah, kind of I, I want everybody to have like a good time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. marshmallows yeah. and hot dogs. But
1: I mean, that's that's not to say like you know if if things got a little squirrely out there, you want to be able to keep this stuff. So for me, I I'm gonna bring a a bag and I'm gonna keep all my stuff in the pack and I'm going to move around with this all this in my bag. Yes. Right. So my thought process is I'm gonna have a setup that is going to be. Um, as if shit hit the fan and I'm in the woods and I'm trying to maybe even, you know, I'm LARPing to a, a degree of, yeah. you know, yeah. sorts. But I also want to know that, like, hey, if I got my kit set up like this and this is where I put my certain gear in my backpack because it makes sense. Like, um, that's that's what I'm hoping to gain out of this when, you know, everything. Because I am such a mess with it. And w- we
0: saw it yesterday in rifle one. So Jordan was out there working as a range safety yesterday, but you always see like, it's actually good. You see people who come out there with their kit on, and I encourage everybody to wear all their gear so you can find all these deficiencies. Cause you have like magazines falling out when they get into different firing positions mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. stuff rattling around or like made them do jumping jacks for the, to start the yeah. stress shoot. And so stuff's flopping all over the place and it's like, all right, this is good. We're identifying the deficiencies in your equipment because the only way you figure that kind of stuff out is by doing things like this.
1: And oftentimes you go and um, you get on YouTube and you look up all this cool stuff. And whoever, you your, get yeah, it.
0: whoever your favorite YouTube and, hero is, whatever yeah. they're saying, this is what you need to wear, people become dogmatic where they're like, no, you need a plate carrier with three magazines and a radio under your armpit. And that's how you fight. Yeah, That's how you fight a direct action mission with a lot of support.
1: But there's also the fact that like now you got all that cool shit and yeah. you go to set it up and it doesn't. You don't know how to put it right. together. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. That's, I mean, I experienced that. Or you never a, moved with, with it. my backpack. Yeah. Say yeah. you put you've, it on. You never and, taken
0: a knee and then rolled yeah. over into a fetal shooting position with it on. And it, people are like, I can't. I can't get up now. Like, yeah. Yeah, because you got too much shit on.
3: Yeah,
1: Dude, I strangled myself uh, on your, one of your classes with my my fucking... Sling. Sling. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> that simple piece of equipment that people are like, it's just uh, something to hold a rifle on you. Yeah, and I strangled myself with it because I didn't... I put myself in a spot that I've never been before, and it was like, oh, this doesn't work. And it takes a class or it takes people who have been there or know this... It's not just going out to the woods and plinking with your fucking buddies. Yeah. That's not what this is. And it's it's very apparent when you go out there and you have a little bit of stress because there's a couple guys watching you. Yeah. And then all of a
0: sudden. We, you put so a little, a, we put a little time pressure so on there's a So there's a little pressure yeah. on you. A little and pride then, on the line.
1: Yeah. And then all of a sudden you you go to move and you're jacked up. And then pretty soon you're like, okay, well, I know I'm firing in <laughs> a safe direction. Pull the trigger so I don't look an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. know, like I, and that's, we're, we're going
0: to start using a lot more steel targets for that reason too, because yes. with paper targets, nobody knows if you hit or missed. Mm-hmm. I've got some, uh, field survival is sending us some steel targets and we're going to start using more steel so that there's no lying. Like you either hit nice. it or you, you, ra- you yeah. rang the steel or you didn't.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's good because yeah. there, there, that is puts that. more pressure on you. Oh yeah. And, and it's yep. like, cause there was, like I said, a couple times where it was like, you know what, I'm down here, I'm trying to find my site. I'm on my side underneath this car trying to figure out how to shoot and, well, fuck, I can't. Um, and then it was just like, you know, th- those things come up. So until I was put in that position, I've never gone out to the woods with my buddies and done anything like that. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, well, there you go. Yep. Learning. Learning and it, uh, things come up. And you're you you're didn't getting fed with a fire hose when you yes. come out is,
0: is what's happening.
1: Well, learning the deficiencies in your equipment, like we're saying, and that's why, like, it's encouraged to bring out – all your gear and carry it, like, as if it was a real situation. Train like you fight, because
0: you will fight like you train.
3: Yeah.
1: So, um, as far as tents go, I'm going to bring, like, my typical, like, hunting setup, which is a freaking couple uh, tarps and a sleeping bag, because that's what I I roll.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and I turn my uh, sleep, my stuff sack into a pillow with whatever... Whatever Crap, I can shove jacket, yeah.
0: You, so, are your tarps are they more like poncho material where they're quiet when the rain hits them, or are um, they pitter patter?
1: They pitter patter a little bit, but they're like sil nylon. Yeah. Um. So it's like you know impregnated uh, nylon tarps that are relatively thin. I think they're like 40 d. 40 d um, okay. You know. So they're they're fairly quiet. They're fairly quiet, and okay. there's not like a bunch of structure underneath them. So yeah. like depending on how tight you have it, they yep. can. You know, it's not like it's a fucking drum, and if the, it's yeah. raining hard, you're not. Going to hear it any different than (laughs) a leaf. Yeah. Yeah, You know, so, um, yeah, but uh, in, you know. The blue,
0: the blue, so just so people listening know, if you get like the blue or brown plastic tarps from Home Depot, they make a shitload of noise out in the woods because you can hear raindrops hitting them.
1: Yes, it is not, it is not that. These these are, these are for this purpose. Um, you know, it's, it's basically tent material. Okay. That, and so they're light. They pack down to about the size of an algae. Yeah. Um, and I, I carry two of them, one for either, um, Putting out, and I, I I have them two of them set up. So one of them is always going to be on the ground because you know it's just nice to Grand have some underneath you. Yep. Um, and then I have another one that has paracord strung out. It's twenty foot of paracord on all corners. Oh, nice. And then on the edges. So if I need to throw up a quick tent, mm-hmm. or if I'm like you know glassing in a spot and it starts coming down hard, I can kind of set up a little thing so I'm not getting just completely soaked. Drenched. Yeah. Um. And I and I like how that ends up working. So I have you know paracord and it's tied up nice and neat and then when i need to pull it i just pull the end and it whoosh, whoosh, yeah. and i can tie it around whatever i need yep. yep um but that's that's what i like and then my you know my sleeping bag's probably overkill and that's why i might try and get one before then
0: Yeah, um, just get a poncho for august get a poncho liner yeah just uh, get uh, some
1: not board shirts and oh yeah. <laughs> a, well i mean start. yeah snuggle up with mike uh, yeah so anywho, come on buddy bear grease um then frame, oh, we went down frame backpack, sleep system, uh, weather appropriate clothing and footwear.
0: Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Uh, yeah. Long pants. And actually, I'm glad thin we're talking about pants. that. You're probably going to want long sleeves because we're going to be down on our bellies and our knees and elbows a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Um, so just having, and even just for patrolling, having long sleeves as you're going through like thick brush and brambles and whatnot, like it's, it's just nice to not get s- sliced up.
2: But I would also say
0: light or thin
2: you know, just because yeah. the yeah, yeah, time yeah. of year that thin, we're doing Thin it. cotton
0: or something yeah, breathable. Your, a yeah. little yeah. cotton protection. kills, right? Cotton kills. Oh, I like cotton, especially in the summer. Ugh, I, I hate, it, like, I'm wearing my Kuyu pants, which mm-hmm. I don't like the feel of synthetic.
1: I don't like the feel of synthetic. I like wool the most, but. Wool is the best. Um, yeah. I, cotton
0: is great in the summer when you're not getting soaked.
1: Yeah, when you don't have we're to not worry worried about, about getting freezing cold. to yeah. death. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cotton's awesome. But when it, yeah, synthetics can't, can't the real thing yeah, but no. as far as that's always a saying right like cotton kills because oh it when it's cold. cold yeah, it yeah, yeah. In takes, it takes it
0: takes the s- pulse heat yes yeah. Yeah.
1: um so anyway um uh, moving on uh oh and boots too like obviously boots are a good you, pair you of gotta boots wear something with something sh-
0: ankles don't, don't show up in fucking tennis shoes worth their weight get at least some low top keen hikers or merrill or Whatever they got at REI or sportsman. Anything warehouse with or ankle Cabela's. support. Ankle yeah, support, ankle say. support, yeah. ankle some support. Some of it, I have flexible ankles. I can roll my ankles to the ground and it doesn't bother me. But yeah, if you guys need ankle support, get some like get some legit hiking. It's boots. even
2: just nice. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's some
0: Zamberlin,
1: yeah. some crispy, some fucking yeah. white. So. Let's be honest here. There's some high end hiking boots that you can yeah. go and get yeah. and it is worth paying the $400 for them. Yeah. Let's yeah. not
0: actually, when you and I were side hilling last year through those scree fields and yeah. I, Jen had bought me like some really nice, uh, salua, like approach boots yeah. that are like the, the feet are not, there's not a lot of padding underfoot cause they're meant for like legit, like getting out there in the rocks. And I, and I down. was so grateful walking. Like it was a steep incline down yeah. like high side door, right? Low side door left. Yeah, and we damn were near scrambling. Yeah. Yeah, I was very grateful for a very stiff uh, pair of high uh, high top uh, hiking boots.
1: Yeah, the the first ones I had some La Sportivas that I got one time, and I never had a stiff soled boot up until that point. And they were like these real technical, slick looking, badass boots. Um, and uh, they, you know, they were just sweet. And uh, walking on rocks felt like I was walking on stairs, like super sharp, like small edges. I could put the first like inch and a half of uh inch and a half of my foot and my toes on a rock and it felt like I had support
0: oh you, you were standing on a flat like object I, I, yeah, yeah so I'd stand the,
1: with my the tip of my toe like on the shank was the that edge stiff. of a yeah the yeah. shank was super stiff which sucked for the approaches it makes it but like your feet get sore by the end when you, but yeah. at the
0: same time when you're on that uneven terrain it's yeah. really nice yeah so yeah.
1: but then I also I hated them because a lot of the hunting that I did and I was like I'm just gonna buy these really expensive boots that I I think are sweet, and I bought yep, them. They're
0: overkill for the peninsula.
1: They, yes, they're yep. overkill for like anywhere where the soil soft or anything yep. like that. But as soon as I hit any kind of rocks, it yep. was like, oh, oh yeah. this is the greatest. Really good. So, up so it, yeah. yeah. So there's there's something that you kind of got to. There's subtleties. You, you there have there to know
0: the terrain, and I guess over like just get a good pair of hiking boots. Mm-hmm. Everybody should. Even like every fall, Jen and I do like sort of an assessment of the kids' clothes because we're like. We don't know the power could go out, and we want to make sure that they have a good pair of waterproof hiking boots, and everybody has a good sleep... Like, that's a one-time purchase. Everybody has a 20-degree rated sleeping bag, and we make sure they have snow pants that fit, and like an insulated jacket, and an over jacket that fits. Yeah. Because that's stuff you'd need in the winter. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, you're crazy. The grid will never go down. Now they're having national security meetings about the grid going down, right? So... Like, the
1: grid is so fucking vulnerable. It's and fragile no. AF. Yeah. What was anyway,
0: that? Did you guys watch that documentary I sent you guys? Uh, power Up, Grid Down. I haven't watched it's, it's it. It's about yeah. how vulnerable the grid actually is. And the guy who made it was on uh, the Sean Ryan podcast uh, okay. two weeks ago. Yeah. It's a really good episode. The The documentary is really good. Um, but it, it again, it everybody who thinks, you know, quote unquote preppers are crazy. It shows you how vulnerable and fragile our sort of modern um uh, style of living is and well, how, it, how reliant how dependent we are on all these supply chains that are paper thin
2: well it is weird like you see like didn't we even around this last christmas january time like there were people like just going to power substations and shooting them up yes. with oh, 20 more, more than you know more s-
0: than has ever been and in right many, it was never admitted publicly until a year after the, yeah. the, the so, big the big attack was admitted a year after it happened only because the New York Times found out, or maybe it was the Wall Street Journal found out about it. Are you the government about was, the Metcalf. Attacks? Yes, I think so. Okay, the so government was trying in, to conceal those
1: in two thousand in two thousand and thirteen. The Metcalf attacks happened just outside of, uh, um, Silicon Valley, right? And there it they think that it was like maybe three people that did it, and. Because it was like a small job, right? And they stood off and they shot rifles at um, the oil that holds um, it. It cools down all of the um, all transfer, the, all the transfer station stuff, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. it's
2: cooling transformers, transformers and all, all, that, and all stuff. that. Yeah. So, uh, and
1: they they say that like they cut a couple wires in some spots and they shot that. And if they would have instead of just shot it, because the reason that they were able to diverge power around it is because the temperature rise slowly, right? So they were able to see that there was an issue and they were able to um, make adjustments and take care of it. But if they would have lit that on fire... Would have burned everything. It would've burned everything down. Station. Or if they would have shot something a little bit more so this powerful was in, than wait, maybe even a thirty six That, this, they was 2015? that was, this was in two thousand fifteen? This was in two thousand
2: thirteen. And it's Just called a, what? The Metcalf the, event?
1: The, yeah, the Metcalf attack. So Metcalf uh is a, sure. a place in California. Yeah. And um it it happened there and it's it that's terrorism. And they didn't they didn't wanna say it. And yeah. They, Who, they
2: say, they 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 find say find that there was no, stacks of leads. No
0: one has ever been arrested. They
1: say that there were stacks of rocks that they used for like hmm. certain spots of like, okay, you go here to that rock stack and you can get a shot off. Like they, they said a that they mar- markers. literally marked out and yeah. had this planned. So, and much like, I think they were using that in Afghanistan as well. They do like little fucking little things of rocks and different yeah. stuff like that. But there's a book called, um, uh, prepared something or another um anyway it's uh and he, he talks about that he he wrote the book in 2014 it was a seer trainer guy and he does all this different stuff and he he said in his lifetime uh and he i think he's in his 80s he was like i think there's going to be a global pandemic in economic collapse and check the grid's going to the grid's going to go down and
2: TBD. Yeah, but is that really being like out on the fringes? Yeah, I know it's kind of <laughs> like, but, like but, duh, hey, a, life's gonna happen. A by yeah. a, a, a pandemic. Yeah, but that's life. What's and, the bubonic plague? Yeah, that's and, and, natural. Yeah, that's not swine flu, Wuhan. bird flu. Yeah. That's not out of a lab. Uh, okay, okay. Well, I just sorry, mean like, I
1: thought it was. Mind-boggling. No, no, no. It is. It's a good. I'm reading it in the midst f- yeah. of a fucking pandemic.
2: pandemic. <laughs> no, but it <laughs> is. I like, this guy is <laughs> the genius. <laughs> but yeah. most people never think that. Like, like we're talking a few episodes. All these of-
0: things repeat over and over again, but it's it's because of the like the the sensationalist news cycle. That
2: yeah, but it's also like we we're talking a few episodes ago about like Leave It to Beaver and the Wally Cleaver, and like everyone wants life to be so good and perfect. Mm-hmm. But it's like whenever you pick up a history book. Or, you know, anything about the past, it's, it's never usually about, like, all these great things. The past is always defined by moments or events of chaos. Mm-hmm. And those chaos events change us forever. Yeah. Whether it's the dinosaurs or Rome falling or, like, all these things of just sheer, just what you would think, like, oh, this could never happen. It happens. Yeah. That is life. And it's not like it's a prepper mentality. This is kinda like what I was getting back to in the last one about evolution and like the obstacle is the way is like the universe is not for or against, but it is chaos. Yes. Like if you look, yes. like the fact they, of they the say, matter is, but-
1: "I have to fucking buy insurance." <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Is, is Why there such a I- thing as entropy <laughs> insurance? Entropy? Entropy insurance. Can we get chaos insurance? Oh, yeah, baby.
2: (laughs) Are you reading that? You said entropy. I love it. Which one are you doing first? I'm
0: on order of time right now. Or- and I'm, I'm yeah. having to read each page like three times. Yeah. And dude. then stop and think about it. Yeah. yeah and yeah, sort of yeah. like stew yeah, in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I go on to the next page and I read it three times. And I st- Bro, I fucking love Wait it. Wait
2: till I yeah. take you to my dad's and we look through the telescope and oh, he tells yeah. you about how you're seeing light through time. Oh, yes. It's like yes. It, your mind yeah. will what, just be what, like.
0: Well, just so everybody knows, when you look up at the sky and you're seeing stars, you're actually seeing you are, your eyeballs are connecting the with photons from the that past. were dispersed from a star 300 million years ago. Yeah. And they're finally hitting your eyeballs. That's today. why it's
2: interesting. If there was a star like a billion light years away and it burned out, you wouldn't know it for a billion years. Yeah.
0: The other thing I find fascinating is the idea that time space has grid points. So we think of time as like this linear, you know, progressive thing. But really, it's more like four dimensions where you think of us. It's very easy for us to visualize a three-dimensional grid where I give you coordinates and you're like, oh, there. That's that's where this point is. But now there's this fourth dimension of time and there are four-dimensional grid (laughs) coordinates to where you can arrive at a point in time where... You I know what's, know, oh, like where my granddad was transferring onto his destroyer in the Pacific Ocean. There is a point in space time, a grid yeah. coordinate you know it's where that, that event was happening. And it's, ne- it's not necessarily in the future or the past. It's just at that coordinate. But we're getting into, no. yeah. well, this Dude, is a future yeah. podcast. No no no, 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 no. <laughs> what's super interesting about that, <laughs> what's was.
1: Super interesting about that is uh, bring a compass. Oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) That's on, that's on the list.
2: Time,
0: space, go, go, go. go. uh, that's for two-dimensional navigation. (laughs) Yeah. So, which is, which is what we'll be, we're going to do some light, like, it's going to be really tough to do more than barely scratch the surface of map and compass reading. Um, but we are going to do a little bit of land, like some very, very introductory land navigation. I
2: have no clue about any of that. so, so I. That's, a, that's another thing that blows my mind is I'm like, but how do
0: you guys not, can so I really not throw you a map and a compass and show you where no, a phone booth is in the woods and so you won't get there? I, I got
2: the rough understanding, okay. but it's like.
1: I think we'll do better than most people yeah, going into the military, or most kids going into the military. because the I amount wouldn't of, have known. The amount of time I've spent looking at maps, yeah, same. is probably same. more yeah. than the average. Mo- yes. Yes. Right? Most, most hunters probably have. Yeah, I, I know. I understand. Like, hey, when the lines get closer, that's a steeper hill, and I don't want to
0: deal with that. Yeah. but you if you I mean? drop like,
2: me out of a helicopter in the middle of the night,
0: could could you in the morning? And, could and you triangulate a position? That's
2: what I mean. It's like I'm trying to fit. Take fixed positions. Okay, yeah. here's high points. Here's high points, and it seems like this is to my north, to my south, to my you know, and yeah. try and give myself a rough positioning, and especially with the sun coming over and like to get bearings. But in Western Washington, I'm a star boy. Yeah. I'm a star child. I use Onyx. <laughs> I navigate at night. Uh,
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are looking at me. I was hammered wasn't I? <laughs> uh,
0: uh, Maybe we delete that one. Oh no. No, no, no. No, no fancy snare drums editing that one. But uh, well, anywho. Right. Can we take a break quick break, break here? Yeah, let's take a break.
2: I need to take a break when we're coming back with the list.
0: Say it again, Mike. We got there. <laughs>
2: We got there. Um, Where do we live?
0: We're
1: back. So, uh, pack frame, we hit that. Um, Sleeping system, we hit that. Weather appropriate, obviously. If a real gnarly rainstorm comes in, you know, be appropriate. A squall. Um, A squall. Small squall. A hygiene kit. Don't be grody.
0: Yeah, toothpaste, a little foot powder, some baby wipes to clean all your... Uh, baby wipes. All your pits. Baby, your, baby you know wipes those? are important. Horns, your bath your, your, are your armpits and that little pit between your ball sack and your There lips. is a river. The old gooch. And, and your butt crack. Yeah, the old... Uh, yeah, exactly. So
1: so there's there's this phenomenon.
0: Your grundle. and your grundle.
1: Your grundle. Uh, there's <laughs> there is a phenomenon, <laughs> apparently, that a lot of people... What's a gooch? And what is a chode? So, can you tell me what a chode is? You're a chode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a definition? Next question. Next question. <laughs> yeah. Next up on Ask Dr. Tobin. Yeah, aren't fit. they, uh,
2: I'd feel they're, aren't, I mean, it's tomato to mono. Isn't that a gooch and a chode? Like the same, we're talking about the same real estate here, aren't no. we?
1: I, I don't no, you're not.
0: I think of chode as nutsack.
1: So, there you go, right? So, that is uh, that is the difference between being 40 and under. Oh, and if you uh, see, and he's he's on the verge. Next I, ho- month, I hope next Chode, month he's turning. So he's already I hope, forgotten. I to. hope Chode is something super he's, he's, offensive. <laughs> he's he's already he's already starting to evolve. So Mike's over here, like I don't know what it is. And you're just
2: talking about in your Chodes and your TikToks.
1: You know what I mean? But <laughs> your TikToks. Uh, at this hospital, there was like. A bunch of people surveyed, and this is not a study. This is my girlfriend saying, around her hospital, yeah. they're talking about <laughs> this. And uh, they came up with, if you're 40 and over, chances are you think a chode is the space between your your butthole and your nutsack.
0: That's your taint. Your
1: taint, right? It's yeah. they they, your taint. It so, has a name. Yeah. It's, it's also a, your grundle. Your, exactly, but there's... And you call your chode your nutsack?
0: It's and also a scrum. Chode. Chode is something I call a person.
1: Chode is when your wiener is bigger around than it is long. Negative, Ghost Rider. Yes, that is it. I'm my, 43 my my years old, I'm here to tell you.
0: My generation, <laughs> chode is your wiener's a tuna can. This is something you've known for years? or
1: just 100%. <laughs> you ask anybody who's 33 years old, and they're going to go, oh, yeah. That's 100% okay. what it is.
0: Listen archaeologists from 1988 widely <laughs> agree that your chode is your ball sack. And then more importantly, it's something you call your buddy. Like you no. say, you're a chode. No. Well, yes, yeah, certainly you call your chode.
1: And I feel like it's more offensive to be like, oh, oh you chode, yeah. because of, you know, you're a small wiener. But it's thick. Oh,
0: he thick. made eye contact it's with thick. me when he called me a chode. I think yeah, he dude. wants <laughs> to fight. Yeah. I'll fight.
2: <laughs> oh, shit. Um, it's a chode It's a ch- chode <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? How about you just go shoot my bow? Uh, uh, um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Bring your chode. Yeah. Next, uh, next item. How did we get on the chode? And anywho. We used to call, uh, each, other, uh, used to call each other choder as well. Way to go, choder. Ch- choder, yeah. Well, remember
2: that movie? Uh, anywho, three
1: minutes of chode jokes. Let's move on.
2: Remember choda boy? Yes. What? From uh no, no.
1: was it Chota Boy or was Chota
2: Boy from the South Park guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Orgasmo. Have you ever yeah. seen Orgasmo? I haven't. I haven't. Oh my god, oh, dude. go watch Orgasmo. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's top. about a Mormon guy that like goes door to door like he's on his mission Yeah. and like he comes across like a this house. Set? like filming porn and they're like dude you're the perfect guy for this and it's like he's conflicted with his values but they're like we'll give you tons of money yeah and it's the south park guys go watch orgasmo side note before rifle can i trade you for a rainier
1: um so the next one is medications absolutely that's yeah that's that's just
0: prescriptions that are you know specific to yourself
1: yeah. Right. So just you know, no, or, or no, if you're no allergic if you need if heart you're, medicine,
0: if you're allergic to bee stings, bring your EpiPen because it is one of my bucket list items. To before I die, I want to stab somebody in the thigh with an EpiPen auto injector.
2: Also, Michael be looking for Adderall out on the river, five bucks a pill, if you. <laughs> or oh no, this is not what the medicine's about. Uh, no, no, No. No. Oh. Okay.
1: Anywho, um, <laughs> rations for three days.
0: Yeah. So we're we're gonna provide dinner Saturday night. It'll be something simple like. You know, chili and hot dog or chili and sausages or something like that. But also, other than Saturday night, everybody needs to have all their food for the weekend in their pack. Mm-hmm. Whether this whether you're going to go on a uh, like a fasting diet or if you want to eat well, you got to have it all diet. in your bag.
2: Who's fasting
0: during this? Travel light, freeze at night, starve at night too.
1: Not me, dude. I'm eating heavy because I, I, when I That's hunt, what I, I yeah. want to be, I, dude, I eat the worst. I eat the worst when I'm hunting.
2: You brought the least though when we went turkey hunting. You brought a package of beef and a bunch of mountain house.
1: We we ate pretty but, good. But when I'm we went talking deer about hunting.
2: we were having steak and
0: eggs, like
1: yeah, but I'm talking about like when we go out, you know how many how much candy I had?
0: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah, I mean?
1: Yeah, That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like I'm oh, all yeah. the snacks and just like the bullshit. It's like Well
2: okay, so this is something I want to ask Tobin. Like when we were first kind of starting, I was like, I want to talk about food, like for like a mission or like doing something like this, what is like calorically, like is one MRE so we, we were, a day's well, worth of food normally or no, an MRE dependent is roughly upon what you're doing these days or the situation and what your supply chain, I mean, everything's going to be a variable, but like what would be optimal? An MRE and a half, an MRE one?
0: I would think two MREs a day would be optimal. Okay. But then there's, there's weight considerations and, you know, the, the severeness of the terrain considerations. Yeah. So, again, reverting to a patrolling experience in Afghanistan, we were starting from 5,000 feet and patrolling up to 11,000 feet above sea level, which is basically where the snow got deeper than our knees and we had to turn it back around. Yeah. Um, we would I would carry two power bars per day was my, my food ration because I had a shitload of ammo— and spare batteries, and mortar rounds, and a poncho liner, and some spare socks, and a T-shirt. Not a whole lot of warm gear. We we literally like we froze at night, and uh, yeah, I, d- I didn't bring a lot of uh, uh, comfort items. Lots of water, but not a lot of food. Just, and that would hold you over. Oh, starving! But it, I was alive.
2: Yeah. Could do you think you're operating it? At- optimal performance
0: yes yes i actually think humans can operate in fasting for a long period of time and i've actually experimented a little bit with like intermediate fasting for 36 hours just because i'm not saying someone that's used to fasting
2: or disciplining i mean when you're having the mental anxiety of hunger or something like that
0: it those defi- people it definitely wears on the clarity of I should say yeah, yeah you, exactly. you have good clarity of mind, it's just a thought that's in the front of your it's brain. It's intruding
2: right? normal thoughts.
0: Yeah. So I was walking point on a lot of these patrols, and so I'd be, you know, going up the ridgeline, paying attention to navigation, but also like watching for uh, enemy fighters. And yeah, that, that thought of food is right at the front of your brain, and you're like, God damn it. Pay attention to the shadows up the ridgeline. But they, they yeah. say
1: like a hungry a hungry dog fights harder though.
0: Yeah. Well, I think your energy levels go up because it, and it makes sense from a evolutionary standpoint, because if we were hunter gatherers, then we would, you know, say kill a woolly mammoth and then gorge for a couple of days around the campfire at the mm-hmm. village with all the with all the elders and the women, and the kids. And then that meat runs out and everybody gets hungry. And that hunger should be a symbol for you to get off your ass, grab your spear and your bow and arrow and time to go trotting out onto the plains again. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of think that short term hunger actually... Gives you a little extra alertness, a little extra energy, a little extra bounce in your step. It gives you some motivation. It would it yeah. would
1: make sense if that's the case because even if you're on patrol, whether whether it be an animal or mm-hmm. some you know enemy, yeah, you're you're going to be able to see them. You're going to look a little harder. And, yeah, a little more know. alert. I think
0: <clears throat> yeah. a little keyed up. Interesting.
1: Um. Hmm. Uh, well. Keep going on this. Open Do you thing.
2: eat candy toad? Do I what?
0: I've never eat seen. candy. Him eat candy. Yeah. I'll. Fuck. Dude. My kids. It's like. I have apples. You look all the a time.
2: lollipop every once in a while, uh, there, big guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: No man. I. I, <laughs> I raid. Em. I raid my kids' Halloween. Dude, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm testing it. When when, that's when my. Parent. I I won't buy candy, but when it comes home, it's like God damn
2: it. Yeah, that's you know? what I say. Don't bring the devil in my house.
0: Exactly. It's like
2: if, when you bring like hard liquors or like tons of shitty food. It's like
0: yep. Well, what the well, devil's now, here now what do you want me it. to do yeah yeah, exactly. yeah I'm, you I'm brought the, the devil way. in my if house if it's not in the cupboard i'm not going to get in the truck and go get it nailed it that, yeah nailed but it same it, here if it's in front of me it's like watch ew. out ew. we got a problem
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. curse altitude um so rations for 3 days possibly
1: up to 2 mres or whatever two, you guys I mean, consider I would cuz you can't it. i i don't believe you can't trust the amount of calories that
2: a package says?
1: Uh, well, a package of like Mountain House, right? Like, uh. it's just because people like, people will get that confused. Like, so all these people are like storing food and they trust, like, oh, servings. Uh, I got two servings and a thing of Mountain House. So that's plenty. It's like,
2: depends it, on what it is. It, is. Like it depends yeah. on
1: what you're doing. It depends on how you're moving, and I guarantee
0: you. There's gonna be we kind of talked fog. about
2: this on the backpacking with Jake one, but okay, let's do a quick thing. because like I, I don't need
0: to eat a lot. It's one of these weird, like I used to eat like a horse. And yeah. so when Jordan and I were backpacking last, or not backpacking, deer hunting last fall, we were doing what I would call kind of like mid-country where we were getting away from the truck but then coming back to it every night. Yeah, you just
2: got a base camp in your adventure now. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. that's hunting.
0: But every, we would eat at, like, we would come, you know, we'd be out early in the morning, and then at noon, we'd go back to the truck to refit, just fill water bottles and whatnot. But eat we'd a eat, bunch of and food. And we'd eat steak and eggs. Yeah. And have coffee at noon. Yeah, exactly. And it that was good. It was, it was good. great. Yeah. That's what hunting but, is. Yeah. But with that one meal of steak and eggs, I was pretty well good for another 24 hours with just a few, like a granola bar. You don't eat at something. night
2: again when you go back?
0: I gorge. Oh, I, I like, well, I, oh I took a couple cans of beer so that I could drink a couple beers, <laughs> like, as we're... As we're filled uh, up now. Yeah. Yeah. Miller. yeah. They weren't light. They weren't light beers. <laughs> yeah, a, a couple, uh, couple of I'm a real man. I take IPAs. See, like, I... I'm not, I'm not humping sports Because I think
2: about this, I translate it hunting, because it's like I'm up early, and I'm doing stuff all day, and I'm in the woods. And it's like, okay, you get up, and you go hunt, and usually you don't get back to, like, 11 or noon. And then you eat a whole bunch of food. And then you pack a sandwich or something, and yep. you head out, Perfect. and you hunt the whole time, and then you get bored, and you're like, you start to get hungry, and I want to go back. And then that sandwich in your sack is like, all right, bread and circus for the stupid civilian, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> let's make him docile and sit yeah. here until it gets dark. Then when it gets dark, you go back to camp, you eat your face off, you have a mixed drink, <laughs> and you go to bed, and you do it all over again. Sometimes yep. so they I feel food like it's for harder. Me
1: when there's food, when food, when there's food accessible to you.
2: You think about it too much and want to get think, back to it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think
1: there's like, so there's something about like, because how many people have gone hunting and they're up in the fucking hills for three, four days and then they come back down and it's like, you pull off and get a burger and
0: oh. it's and the best burger you've ever eaten. Oh yeah. Yeah. But not only that, but then it's nap time. And that's the other thing. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. I yeah. barely eat at work because I don't yeah. want that tired feeling in the afternoon because y- you eat something heavy and it's like, oh man, then your eyes start to want to close. Whereas well, if then you it- keep your stomach empty... You, your alertness level stays pretty high,
2: but then it goes to like you're saying, like what you eat matters. Like you yeah. can eat a bunch of shit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we're saying when we hunt, I take junk food and stuff. And don't get me wrong, I sleep up there. I take naps out
0: in yeah. the mountains oh, no. while we're hunting. No, we <laughs> we, 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 crushed, <laughs> we crushed some naps midday. Yeah. yeah,
2: but it's like yeah, if you maybe tack pack tunas like proteins and oils and Mm -hmm. things don't spike your blood sugar they're lightweight they keep you can have them in the sun yeah
1: Yeah. i've i that's kind of more or less like the the get home bag style things that i keep and i should probably uh not treat hunting as like a just torture my body (laughs) um and really just start like being good about my it can uh, be fun you know yeah um but with the but yeah, like the tuna, the star tuna, or whatever. All just, all those little tuna packs and like yeah. the, the space bags. S- and, you know. Even
2: those kippered oysters yeah, are like so
1: good, dude, well, or like clams or mussels. I'll bring a tent. I'll bring a tent. I'm ten not of sharing that. a tent with you guys. If I'll bring a tent of that, dude. I love it. Yeah. I
0: love it. And I'll just. Jen and her friends, when they go like <laughs> mountain climbing, they all bring. Like you know, charcuterie fucking yeah, part. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. they'll they'll be making like really fancy steak tacos at the summit or something like that. We should we should make a point of bringing some fancy like Jordan brought a bunch of really good steaks last year deer hunting. Yeah. So we should make sure that we're doing like some really high end steak and eggs every evening back at camp if when we go this fall. Oh, bacon on a stick yeah. oh, around so a campfire yeah. is kind of oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah. yeah one of the greatest gifts. Or actually, um, even the way we cooked them, uh, the way you cooked them when you pulled those ashes out of the fire. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. That mm-hmm. I mean, was probably two months ago.
2: Caveman style. Yeah. They no, he,
0: on he, the he pulled some charcoals out of the fire, made yeah. a little bed and then threw the steaks directly on the coals. Yeah. That was, those, that was good. Those were some of the best steaks I've ever eaten.
1: Yeah. Um, so medications, uh, jet boil or other type of camp stove. Uh, and so with right now, because the class is sold out, there's um, kind of a message board going back and forth, an email chain and somebody had brought up uh, if they can split their carrying, like, oh, well, I got yeah. my buddies with like me, backpacking stuff, and we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we're yeah. gonna do this backpacking style.
0: And you brought up a really good point, and I
1: think that's also a Robert Rogers rule of ranging.
0: Well, this is this is the difference between backpacking for fun and a tactical mission, mm-hmm. is that everybody needs to be able to self-sustain out of their own pack. Because what they're asking is like, hey, if my buddy carries the stove and I carry the fuel canister, is that is that cool? And, again, they're paying customers. I'm not going to tell them, no, you can't do that. Yes, you can do that. However, the point of this exercise, the point of this camp is to point out that if you and your buddy are in engagement and he gets shot and killed, you have two options now. You either have to grab his rucksack and now you're running for your life with two rucksacks, or you need to just beat feet out of there and now you're short a fuel canister because you're only carrying the stove. So you kind of need – that's why I have, like, my bivy sack instead of splitting – like. A lot of times you'll split a tent. I'll carry the canvas, you carry the poles, right? Yeah. But I, I, I don't want to have that split system because if somebody goes down or is then lost. Then you're out of shit. Exactly. Yeah. I, I need to be able to sustain myself 100% out of my own backpack.
2: Can I speak for one second about, or we all speak about uh, cook systems, just like what yeah. you use yeah, for totally. heat? Because I've found personally, the two things that work the best for me are one, um, like the Jetboil you know, or a propane or a LPG gas type uh, mm-hmm. stove and burner that's lightweight and you can backpack it. Um, but then my other kind of like if shit hits a fan, I have one of those like alcohol burning little pocket rocket stoves mm-hmm. and... Like, you burn denatured alcohol, or you can burn isopropylene rubbing yeah. alcohol. I think and my I MSR have is cans and cans fuel. and cans of it, just because they cost...
1: very very cheap to do. Very
2: cheap to do. And those, for me, have been, one, cost-efficient, and two, effective. Cost-efficient yeah. for the alcohol, but then, uh like, the little jet boils, MSRs, those yeah. little backpacks so I've, I've had the what same I MSR for,
0: like... 25 years and i have the old i have the old one that has the leather cup on the pump instead of the rubber one which everybody loves because the leather never breaks down rubber cups always have to be Mm -hmm. so i've got the old school one and i think sorry one more point i think it's dual fuel i think i can change i have multiple valves in a little bag with a wrench and i think i can change it out to an alcohol burning valve and use the same stove
1: so that that is um super important in my opinion right If, if for for a true like Doomsday situation. You're not gonna go to REI and pick up more canisters. Yeah. Right? Sometimes yeah. you need to go and pull gas out of a car. Yeah. Yeah. And and those MSR dual fuel, they have the ability to actually run off of like diesel, oh, petrol. I think. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you can have like yeah, the white I gas. I think there's like can, four valves yeah, in there's, the little bag. Yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. there's multiple ways in which you're able to like actually change your fuel and have it run yeah. efficiently. Whereas like the the jet boils which i i love it yeah, i have same, i have like same. an msr whisperlite and it's like it's probably my most used yeah. item cuz it, you it you want a cup coffee of coffee right yeah, it does yeah it does all the stuff throw you want it in there and, and it's not necessarily a pain in the ass you don't have to sit there and pump anything and get pressure going you yep. turn it turn yep. it light it you're good, go. good ready yeah. and so it and it's all it that's probably what i will own.
0: bring to the to the camp is a jet boil stove yeah just because i'm gonna have a couple of mountain houses and some incident coffee is what's going to be in my pack yeah. ration wise yeah. yeah so
1: and i i'm just going to be a, you know a guy here and who hates certain things and jet boil they <laughs> don't support hunting
0: they don't they don't Oh, they do, whether they know it or not. They're, they're
1: not, <laughs> but, like, I think, they, I think they had something where they were kind of, like, against hunting.
0: Oh, is, so this, is there an MSR comparable? There is, system? and
1: so, like, there's MSR, and I think they're kind of, like, so-so with hunting. And then, All these like, back-packing. They're more back Prime, yeah. prime uh, or, yeah, I think it's Prime or something like that. And Kozak, get
0: on it. This could be your million-dollar idea.
1: They're, uh... A <laughs> oh, fucking... Pro, a pro hunting, pro jet hunting, oil. cooking. Yeah, I whatever. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I just sometimes I
0: like to try and support
2: hey, companies boys, that support How about us. this? Hang on.
0: Oh yeah, no, you, you you should be spending your dollars on companies that support your, yeah. like your lifestyle.
2: Yeah. How about this? How about Liberty Stoves? Yeah, there we Right. Like That's kind of a, There we isn't go. go. Isn't
0: there already a line of wood stoves called Liberty Stoves? <laughs> you know, oh, what? there's Liberty Safes. Oh, Liberty oh, Liberty Safes, Liberty yeah, Safes. That might be what it is. Okay. All right, you're safe, Mike. Anywho, stuff. so,
1: uh, but again, I think that's a super important thing having having fire and just being able to make fire and well, to, it, if nothing up else stuff,
0: to purify water or to, to, to you know kill um, biotic or biologics in your water.
1: Yeah, so that actually it, it fold that goes to the next thing that uh, so there's the the jet boil the stove, um, you know whatever whatever means of small flame that you want to bring, because. Um, that's important. Not everybody can just start a little fire depending on, you know, weather conditions in August conditions yeah. and all that. No, like, no, yeah, and it, no. a lot of the time, like, nor we, is it tactical. We talked about then
0: smoke, you know, in the. Uh, yeah,
1: there's a lot of reasons not w- we to have just the, start uh, a fire. Yeah,
0: the rainforest canopy holds smoke in. So if you're burning a small cooking fire, it's going to smell. It's going to start to spread out. And then everybody within a mile or two is going to know you've got a fire going.
2: Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to interject. I just watched uh, Band of Brothers again. Yeah. Yeah, really good. And it was like the middle of the Battle of the Bulge, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're all in the snow and everything. And a couple of guys had the fire going, and the lieutenant goes, oh, we should get this out. They can probably see us. And then another guy came over. He's like, fuck seeing you. I'm out here freezing in the middle of nowhere. I have had nothing. You've got a fire, and you're cooking a little bit of bacon or something? I can smell that bacon like a shark from, like, Two miles away. Yeah. And it's interesting what fire gives off compared to like just a jet boil for like location or just like all your senses. It's not just your eyes and your ears, like your smell and your senses.
0: Yeah. Well, think it, about what energy is. So when you're putting heat energy into something like bacon, you're excite you're literally exciting molecules of bacon fat. Yeah, you're and making you're them faster. Them, yeah, you're sending yeah. them screaming off into the atmosphere, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? Of, Up <laughs> <off>
2: someone's <laughs> nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I and this is
1: completely like my theory and i don't know there's nothing i can say to back it up but i think if we were to lose the grid and power went out and we didn't have cell phones and and 5g and all eyesight earsight, smell
0: I oh sorry I, that that's that's the coming uh apocalypse right now is NASA just released a warning <laughs> the other day literally just the other day that a solar flare a massive solar flare may yeah. knock out the internet this summer and i was like Hell yeah! This is this is like the next conspiracy that like the government. You know what I mean? Like the only fans pod- around the world yeah, are screaming. Actually, they're they're about to <laughs> shut down all communication amongst citizens, and they're going to yeah. call it a solar flare. Download now, guys! <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, backlog.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah the, the old
1: podcast is going to take a hit.
2: Um, <laughs> Dude, we'll still do it. Say uh, yeah. the world yeah. ends, we'll have these microphones and these earphones on, and nothing's gonna be plugged nothing, in. Nothing to plug them yeah. Just, just uh, the wires
0: routed under the couch. Yeah. Yeah, just plug <laughs> them into a log. So, um, yeah, and we'll we'll still do it.
2: Today's yeah. topic, boys. <laughs> um, I'm hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Rat, rat dumplings. Uh, yeah, I want to try squirrel. Dumplings. Squirrel dumplings, so, dumplings. so bad. Um anyway so the jet boil the camp stove all that um super important there's many different ones you can get and styles and you know hey if you bring one and we haven't seen it and um we can all learn from each other that's also another great thing that's happening cuz everybody's going to bring someone's gonna different gear we
2: haven't seen.
1: Gear. Well I mean I've never tried to have a dual fuel stove like I don't I don't have one or I Or have I you seen the, those
2: guys that have like those little solar tube stoves? Where they're like, you put it in the sun, yeah, and the oh, sun so hits cooks. it, and it, yeah, you put a hot dog or veggies, uh, yeah. and you put it in the sun for a day, and it cooks your food. All yeah, our I
0: mean, uh, all our shower water in Afghanistan was just in big black rubber. Yeah, like, it absorbs like all the heat. Giant black, rubber bags. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So I did a school in Bellevue. Stones. I did a school in Bellevue, and they they were trying to be as in, energy efficient as possible, and they would heat with radiators on the top of the roof. They'd heat with radiators the water. Yeah. And then that would go down and feed into the, uh, um, uh, the f- foundation of the school or yeah. the, like the cement, uh, what do they call that? Uh, where they got the tubes running this, oh, Yeah, ra- yeah, ra- radiant, heat. so they yep. would have radiant heat and they said that it would average like 60 degrees year round because yeah. of the radiant heat and the radiator on yeah. the roof uh, and they, they would pump that down. So
0: they only had to heat, um, yeah that's so how much. a geothermal it, pump yeah. works not, or yeah. all this. it's almost like the reverse of geothermal where it's like yeah. like atmospheric thermal yeah. or whatever you want to call it this is uh, why
2: those time books are fun because it's like not only is it like entropy and stuff but it takes in thermodynamics in like oh. heat structures and yeah. i don't know this that's off topic
0: but yeah. it's like well, well so here's another here's how like uh, kind of same subject, but how retarded the Seattle city council is, is they, <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. passed a law two years ago that says no new commercial buildings can use natural, oh, natural gas. gas yeah. So the hospital where I do a lot of work is in the design phase of another and like many hospitals. large building. Yeah. And in order to provide their heating, they use natural gas boilers, which yeah. they can now not design this building with a natural gas boiler. So, they're looking at doubling the size of the electrical service, which would normally run a building this size, so that they can have this massive electrical service to their boiler, which now, A, is putting their cost, like, through the roof. Like, the electrical contract is going to be insane. I think the electrical contract alone for this right now may be $112 million. And that's just that portion of the building. Hang on, let me finish. (sighs) The other part of this, <laughs> yeah. the grid can't support this. Oh no! We are about like this is the kind we're this taking is, dams. This down. is the kind of construction that will put the grid into the shitter.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I don't. And this is gonna happen in Portland. Don't worry about it.
2: Yeah, Seattle's fine. Everything's good here, dude. Yeah, I've never seen one homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I don't get about the natural gas and like methane and stuff. It's like every human being consumes goods and then they like use it and it's a byproduct that creates waste right and we take all this waste and we put it in dumps right and we create these huge landfills and dumps and we cover them up and then they become really nice golf courses but they cap them and they vent them, and it produces like methane methane and natural gases and it's like Wait, no matter what, just from living, we're going to put off this gas byproduct. It's not cows. It's not the fucking cows. Yeah, but why Uh, aren't we using? That's free fuel. It's already, we're going to clean it by burning it, aren't we? It's way cleaner to burn it than to release it into the atmosphere.
1: Somebody who's much smarter than me. Which <laughs> like you're talking There's
0: about you're talking, <laughs> you talking, <laughs> talking, talking about Lando? We're talking about Landon, right?
1: I'm talking about anybody who has uh ideas. Um most first graders. <sighs> it hurts, but you know.
2: <laughs> no, but you're a genius. You know, the, you wanna uh, hear a great Einstein quote?
1: No. <laughs> All right. All right, <laughs> Next <on>. question. <laughs> no, uh the uh wh- what is it? What I do. It? What is it?
2: <laughs> the he great forgot. Einstein quote goes, um, so many people say I'm smart. It's not that I'm smart. I've just spent more time thinking about these ideas. Uh, and, like, yeah. for wrestling, for living survival, it's not like I'm a, anyone's more capable than the other person. It's if you spend enough time with yeah. one fucking thing.
0: You're right. gonna yeah. figure Jordan's it out been wrestling and I for twenty nine years, which is why he's exactly got lots of time to well, think about wrestling. People yeah. can so,
2: be geniuses and everything well, and just spend time with
0: it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I think about some stuff that most people don't, I think. Um but uh Do you ever think w- about
0: Mike, like in his underwear? Un- <sighs>
1: <Often. laughs> Uh, that, so, that sorry, smooth, everybody. That
0: smooth, hairless body.
1: There's, yeah, it's it's like a a, a walrus, <laughs> you know. Just it's like an eel sliding. Have you ever tried to water. catch a greased eel? <laughs> oh, Goddamn,
2: um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Slippery, dude. So, yeah, I'm trying to try in. and catch me. Oh, try, really? yeah, dude. It's
0: it's like trying to catch a bar of soap. One of these you know? days, we're gonna try to do an episode without getting off topic.
1: Nah, no, nope. yeah,
0: not gonna nah, happen.
1: All right, yeah, probably not. Um, all right. Continuing I, I, on with the list, I thought about doing a sober episode once, and then I fucking. And then we called you a pussy. Yep. Here I am. Uh, mess kit. Uh, you got to have stuff to eat stuff with. You know, it helps. You can yep. have, you can cook with your hands, and you can do all the other things, and you can. We yeah. just the other day we did it. We threw down steak on coals uh, and yep. ate that with our hands. But it's, basically. well,
0: yeah, it's still nice to have a, uh, a pocket knife and a stainless steel fork. Yeah, I'll yeah. say
2: this even more. If you're a mountain house guy. Get that long titanium spoon that's like mm-hmm. 12 inches long. Oh. That's great for your mountain house digging in. You're not going to get your hand all in your yeah. fucking
1: yeah. Alfredo and uh, nasty
2: or, you know. Yeah.
0: El, um, I had drill sergeants because the MRE packets are kind of, you know, tall big and like that. and tall, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. They would walk up and they'd be like, let me see your spoon. And you'd be like, you had no idea what they're doing. You <laughs> hand them your spoon, they would just break the <laughs> handle off and hand it back to you like, God damn it. <laughs> Fucking like dick move. Yeah.
2: Dickest of dick move, yeah. That's one
1: of the best $10 you can spend if you're uh
2: Those long spoons, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, having a knife. I mean, even if it's like your carry knife, like a side knife, make sure it's sharp. You know the amount of times I've been hunting and it's like you're in the middle of nowhere and, yeah, you take a steak or you take some food in there you want to cut it? Summer sausage? Have a sharp knife. A sharp knife and a long spoon will take you a long way
0: yeah yeah no i was was actually thinking like the first time he broke it off and i looked at it with dismay (laughs) but then the entire like squad just like basic training squad just broke out laughing (laughs) and i remember like we had the biggest laugh out of that because it was like holy shit and and even the drill sergeant was laughing you know what i mean it's one of those it was one of those actual like cool moments where there was some human connection there because the drill sergeants are supposed to keep themselves sort of like emotionally separate from you but there was like every once in a while you'd have these small moments where it's like you can tell that like there's a, there's, a, there's a good a, person there. Yeah, exactly. They're not just some robot. Yeah, yeah, oh,
2: that's good. Um,
1: uh, the mess kit. Then we got water bottle or bladders. Um, I am a and huge bring plenty. Fan.
0: Don't bring only two quarts because we're gonna do actual tactical water resupply. We're not just gonna let people go fill up their water whenever. So you know, every morning we'll probably start the day with a you know, a patrol to the river or to the uh, water point, set up security, and actually collect water the way you would because you don't just go to the faucet when you're out on patrol. Yeah.
1: Um, I am a huge fan of stainless steel or uh, I haven't gotten it yet. I think we talked about it one time, but there's, like, titanium water bottles, Um, and because it's dual purpose, and that might not be tactical. It's heavy. It's, you know. Titanium ain't. Titanium certainly not, but it's also expensive, expensive. AF. Um but Yeah, if, but
2: it'll last you longer and there's no nothing at leached and no I case. mean let's look at risk versus reward analysis. A hundred and fifty dollars for a yeah,
1: you know, it's it's tough for me to buy that hundred and fifty dollar titanium water my, bottle.
0: The number of Nalgene bottles my kids have lost to date. This is yeah, this but this ain't for your yeah. kids. This is you. And oh, and, your but here's the problem: is they'll they'll be like, "Ooh, this is a nice water bottle. I want this one."
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take this to school because yeah. it looks rad. Exactly. And then I'm gonna trade it for a box of jelly beans. Yeah, for two <laughs> Hot Wheels. <laughs> I got <laughs> two Hot Wheels for <laughs> <laughs> it.
0: I don't know what you're upset about. Look at this one's Uh-oh. a Camaro, Dad. Oh,
1: yeah. No, this is this is the real deal. It's a you 69. don't like Magic the Dad, Gathering This cards. is a, this
0: is a Godzilla <laughs> fucking toy. This yeah. is a
1: '69 Camaro, Dad. You know what that is, right? Like I know, you know. Um, anywho, so that's, uh, that's something that I, I really like it because you can boil water in it. You can gather water, you can boil water, you can, you know, do, you can cook with it. There's there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of nice nice. things about that. Um, and that's typically what I do. But again, you're looking at like eight ounces for a water bottle that's not full. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That is the volume thing. But well, we're talking about people working their kits, and I think this is important. Like, if this is kind of like your kit, kit for survival and kind of work, and like bring what you think you want to have, and let's yeah. let's uh, let's have some fun. This is what this is yeah. about.
0: So, another idea: Are you talking specifically water purification right now? Is that what? No, we're No, no. So, I'm. I, this we're, is on, a, we're on water reservoir, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Right bladder now we are on, uh, but it carries and over and to purification. Now.
1: Well, what that's actually the next one is okay. water filter. So, okay. Um, as far as just like something to hold water in and even even if like uh there there's different ways you can hold water right so you can you can take um a a plastic bag can hold water right if you needed to get water from a river there's like uh what what are those uh bags that you put turkeys in you like know. a
2: brine bag oh, yeah you can yeah. take a
1: brine bag They're it's, it's called they an cost, oven. it's they, called an oven bag, oven bag. An bag, oven bag. bag. they cost yeah. they roll up to the size of a condom they're they're not not big at all oh. they're
0: they fold up we should do an october turkey cooking for the for the you, I said, "Well, we on tried to start <laughs> thinking turkey. You, you got me what thinking, the right. fuck do you do <laughs> turkeys, <laughs> we're talking, dude? We're talking oven bag. Oh, and, uh, oh, oh you, oven you bag. Got me. I'm thinking about roasting a turkey with like the brine and well, all we tried the, to get one, but you didn't stuffing. come, dude. Yeah. Maybe that's God why. Yeah. All right. You know yeah. what? That, that's yeah. goddamn it. Talk about sidetracking the podcast.
1: Um, but that's that's one thing that like there's there's different things you can use and like to hold sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Love sweet potatoes. Stuffing. Yeah, anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I'll say something in regards to water is that kind of like we're talking about um, backpacking and stuff like for holding bladders are great. Um, but for if you're going to move with water, let's have a fixed container, whether it's an algae bottle, even if you have an emptied out Aquafina bottle, having bladder type structures in your backpack is moving. Water's gonna move in a fixed container. You give it a bladder, and it kind of moves around as Slushes well. Sloshes more. So well, I'm no actually no glad.
0: No. Hang on, I'm glad Jordan brought up bladders and containers because that—that's what I forgot earlier. Is you were talking about having like a smaller pack with you for day use. And yeah. Again, another technique we used to use in the army is we would take our Camelback that held like the two-liter bladder yeah. plus plus a couple extra goodies like a frag grenade and some night vision okay. goggles. And chem lights and batteries and whatnot. It pairs well with right? water. So then we would pack that at the... Yeah,
2: it does. It's like gummy bears and yeah. Vicodin. They yeah. go well together. <laughs> Made
0: for we'd, each we'd other. Pack yeah. that, we'd pack that camelback right under the top flap of our ruck. Yeah. So that, that hose coming out of it is what we're drinking out of. And we would refill it as needed out of two-quart canteens. But just like you're saying, when we got to a patrol base, when it's time to head to, like, final line of assault or on like a short recon mission, recon mission then we would just grab that camel back cuz it had all our it was like an extended part yeah. of our chest like is yeah, our, yeah, our yeah, chest yeah. rig extended with extra goodies and and our water and then we could just throw that on real fast and then move out on that that shorter range mission yeah so i i, I glossed over that earlier or i forgot it we got distracted but that no, that I was mean, a good point
2: there's a million points to yeah. hit here you guys oh, It's yeah, yeah. like we're talking about detail and we but then what now, you now, like. so
0: now we're also talking about water and Jordan's not just, t- or Jordan is talking about like uh, vessels. So you do want to, I, I would say you want enough to carry six quarts per day because six quarts will get you through to the next refill, right? So
2: and also volume but like he's talking about like jordan wanted that metal or titanium bottle for purification so you can boil water to purify and then so with these systems of holding water you can also run filters but but
1: before we even get there right like i was trying to say you you can literally use because sometimes you find water and then you move and you can't get back to water and these are like these are hypothetical situations that i haven't put myself in Right. So I haven't been, I've never, I've never gone. Just like
0: we do when we hunt animals, if someone were actually hunting you, they're probably going to look near water. So being able to carry some with you. Move off
1: of water. Um, But like, so, you know, there's, you could take, like at one point I was looking at getting just a, um, a trash can, just a small trash can, uh, like you see at like schools or whatever under teacher's desks and shit. Um, an office trash can, uh, and filling that up with water and having yeah. having a, a framed backpack with a ledge where I could take and put all my stuff inside of that. And then, if I needed to, I could pull it out in a couple um, dry sacks and set those dry sacks down, go down to a river or water source, fill that whole thing up and move to where I need to go and have a, a source of water. And they have that with like the yeah. gravity fed water systems, like so that, hold like, like the, three yeah. they, they hold like two gallons of water. And then you can feed. Yep, you take that, fill it up, bring it up to your tree, yep, set it up, and now you have water that's relatively safe to drink, depending on what chemicals are in the water. Yep. So there's but,
0: there's there's a bunch of different ways to purify water, and I want it's I think it's good for people to have like two. If you have a filter or a Life Straw, that's that's kind of like small one. micron filters. Yeah, but then yeah. you should also have either a bottle of iodine tabs, or we would even carry <sighs> like the little brown Ugh. vial of uh, uh, like eyedroppers with Clorox. And I think bleach is better. Per, per quart, you need one drop. One yeah. drop of Clorox per quart of water, and you have to shake it up and let it sit for like twenty minutes before you can drink it. But we were drinking water out of the Okefenokee Swamp down in Florida, and nobody got sick. Well, the the nice um, thing
1: about that is you don't have to wait for it to cool down. Because I've yeah. been on hikes where it's like, hey, oh, you know what? Yeah. I'm some, gonna I'm gonna some p- hot swamp water, hot water Oof. out of out of a river, and you heat that thing up. You're like, you know what? I'm not quite sure of it. Yeah. I'm not up near the top of this. Uh, th- this is yeah. established if there's something dead up here i'm going to get sick um so i've i've gotten water out of s- certain areas and i'm not so I, I boiled it right and i'm just like ah but then i have to wait for an yeah. an hour You're
0: drinking hot water then before yeah, yeah and it's
1: like you know this this freaking 45 minute period where i i gather the water then i boil it then i let it do its thing and then i'm sitting there kind of hanging out, and, like, if you need to move, you need to move. Yeah, That's and why
2: I like filters. Like, small micron filters, to me, are, like, the easiest way because it's, like, so many setups for, like, either bladders or bottles. You just fill up your source, and you can sip through the filter. And then there's even things like Steri pens, which are, like, UV light pens you put in your uh, water yeah. for 90 mm-hmm. seconds, yep. and it kills the bacteria. Now, I've, I've done those... Um in like beautiful mountainesque areas. But like if and, it was and spent the end three the days l- shitting water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if it was like the end of the world and I'm drinking out of the Snohomish River, well, I, I don't well. know what a sturry pen would do, but there I would try trust a small micron filter mm-hmm. because like the idea of COVID and masks, right? They're like, oh, you want to pick the particulate out. Well, you want to pick that particulate out, you need a real that's the small only thing masks are good for, filter mask. Water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Filtering but I mean, the- like, you have heavy duty level masks that can filter out small particulate and that's what you're doing with water filters is you're getting a small enough filter that you're trying to stop bacteria disease particulate stuff like that
1: yeah so there's like the msr guardian is like the the huge like everybody wants to spend the 320 dollars yeah. for this this is it a pump water one? filter that's a pump yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, so you have things like that and you could like literally i think you could pump the water out of soda with that thing it's oh pretty yeah, impressive. you could get but motor the, oil
2: and the, turn it into water. The
1: problem with those is like it, it's coming through a bunch of like tiny little straws, and if that gets those clogged, straws, get clogged well, not not for no, because I mean yes, they can get clogged, but they also have a back pump in that, so it it kind of cleans Flush out it. the system as yeah. you're pumping. So uh-huh. every pump is also yeah. pumping stuff back through it. Yep. Um But if they get cold and they freeze, they crack and they're no good. Uh, yeah. Same with, same with so a life uh So if the temperature goes save.
0: below 32, then your, your filter is now no good. Yeah, well, it, it, pos- pos- it, it could possibly... It could yeah. possibly...
1: No good, yeah. Right,
2: so you don't. You that's don't why you know. want to just make sh- you got to back blow them. Those filters, it's important, just like a sprinkler system and it's it, somewhere that freezes. Yeah, and that's something
1: yeah. people don't think about yep. because they'll they'll take a Life Straw, they'll and they'll put it back in their yep. their truck, and then it freezes overnight, and they don't uh, think about it. They go to yeah. use it, and all yep. of a sudden they got beaver fever because they you know just took that's a good some, point. You know, I, had, I had beaver I fever. I
0: had beaver so. fever
2: as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, I drank glacier water. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got giardia so bad. <laughs> uh, my parents are like, Mike, you are looking so spelt. <laughs> and It's like, I don't feel good. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, through my fat kid phase, all of a sudden I started losing weight after a hiking trip. <laughs> that was a
1: really good hike for you. Yeah, yeah.
2: You are looking good. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah so that's that's one thing that, uh, you know, there, there's obviously, like, pros and cons to all this stuff. Like, you know, you got the UV filters, yeah. uh, the, those lights, um, the SteriPen. You're taking double-A batteries for it. That kind of sucks. That's you extra should, weight? You, yeah. yeah. Well, extra weight. And if you're in the middle of the woods and they die, well, now you're... What are you going to do for water filtering? So that's why, like, I always fall back to things that are so, like, very bushcraft and, like, hardy. and yeah. like I like sharp simplest, objects. Simplest, I, I be,
0: least technological solutions are the best. Yeah. Are you going to filter steel, water with your knife?
1: A steel... Well, yes. I'm going to start a fire oh, yeah. with it. That's true. I'm going to start a fire with it, and I'm going to filter water with the cotton that I have and I'm going to put that in a water bottle and then run it through a that.
2: sock and then boil and then it and a t-shirt and some that's, charcoal from your fire pit and sand. It does it.
0: I that's mean, a, not,
1: not even that.
2: That's, like that's a, a filter. That's a filter. Actually, that's a filter. S-
0: sand and sediment is what's filtering that natural yeah. spring we have. That's out why I said
2: charcoal, sand, yeah. sediment, all that stuff from your fire and how I'm you not, that. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. That's how but, you survive. But well,
1: what I'm saying is like, if you just took and had something covering up the water that you're pulling out of a river. Yeah. Now that's good enough, right? The sediment, the sediment of the range, yeah. You know, a little, a little bandana will take care of that, and you, you're good to go. Yeah. And then if you're worried about it, you throw it under some heat, and now we're rocking. But at that point, like, you got to take the time, and the unfortunate part is, heat won't necessarily kill all the chemical bullshit. That could Mm-mm. end up in water, which is no. scary. chemicals. Don't get that's yeah. a scary situation. Yeah, all the
0: Roundup and uh, pharmaceuticals that make it into the, the yeah. wastewater. So
1: anyway, uh, water is important. Water bottle, bladder, water filter, <laughs> um, comfort <laughs> items, instant coffee, snacks, tobacco.
0: Yes, yeah. pretty self-explanatory. Yep, oh, I would
2: yeah. say emphasis on coffee. Bring Maxim magazines. Maxum Tetris. Tobacco, I, I mean, I'm not going to be smoking a cigar or a pipe or anything, but not a bad idea though. I'm I, not opposed to it. Uh, yeah, man. pipe night on the range. Dude, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We all have smoking jackets. Like, <laughs> yeah. where'd you guys come from? Everybody's got wingback <laughs> chairs for camping
1: chairs. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck?
2: Are um, we shooting? Or are we shooting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I like like those little rogue nicotine things. I got a little nicotine thing here. Yeah, he's over here sucking on that. Yeah, I like it, and so it's like bringing a little comfort things. Yeah, you're gonna stay awake all day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what put us on the moon? Nicotine and caffeine. Yeah. You're the right. amount, of you're right. yeah, the amount of cigarettes and coffee that, that was drank. Do Holy you see shit. all those moon missions? Yeah. It's nuts. It. Put us literally on the, cups, it put us on the moon. It put us on the moon. Yeah, have your shit ready. Did it? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> well, this is a can. This will be this. Hey, you want to hear the rest could of be this? An this is fireside chat at the uh, rifle. Oh camp. yes, it is. You want to hear the truth? Come to. You want to find
0: about about the moon landings? Yeah, Better come by to the camp. fire on Friday night. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Questionable.
2: Good gravy, as Jordan likes to say. Good
1: gravy. Yeah, sheep dip. <laughs> uh, battery uh, headlamp. Headlamp. Yep. Yeah. Lights but, uh, with a red lens recommended.
0: Ooh, yes. nice. Yep. Red so lens does not carry through the forest, so you can see what's in front of you, but the Viet Cong don't see you from more than about twenty yards away.
1: Well, and it doesn't—it doesn't affect your night
0: vision as your well, night, right? So exactly. Yeah, it doesn't cause your eyes to constrict or your pupils to constrict. You're now, right.
2: can I stay dilated once again? Can I add on this?
0: Yeah, hell no, dude.
2: Because <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm feeling targeted. Um, I've gone to many a star parties with my dad because he's a space dork, and a lot of guys <laughs> will take no, they'll take their headlamps and Jordan t shirt space dork. He's a space dork, he's on, he wants to be on Space Horse. Um, but like Jordan had a like he said he went sleeping with a flashlight in his pocket and he rolled over and it clicked on and it burnt through his sleeping bag. A lot of people will take red tape and they'll put it over their flashlight to like or headlamp to give it like a red lens effect so it filters out all the white light and it's better for you and it melts and stuff. You'd be surprised the amount of people that want to do this kind of stuff. For red lamps, so make sure either you have a red lamp. You lens. can just
0: buy a red lens headlamp. That's it's, what I mean. Pretty, yeah, Petzl makes them. They're easy to find. But people, you people will try it's, and do it's it. It's
1: just a, a normal lamp, a head, a headlamp that you can get from anywhere. You click through the modes, and a lot of the time, they'll have the red.
2: But a lot That's of them, they just about, have red right? blinkers for, like, uh, being seen too. on a bicycle. Uh, I'm yeah. talking about when you have a yeah. red light. Yes. Actually, like, a couple yeah. hundred lumen light of red yeah. is so much better for night like than a white light. You know, yes. you guys all know what I'm yes. talking yeah. about. But certain mm-hmm. people just try and convert it with red tape yes. and put it over. Okay. Get a red headlamp.
1: Yeah, don't fuck around. Uh, it helps
2: with blood, too.
1: Batteries for optics and headlamps, Yep. so batteries. Spare batteries, batteries um, self-explanatory. We talked about the compass a little bit, multi-tool, Gerber, oh, Leatherman, yeah. et cetera. Because
0: you always need tools, and I love that uh, when we were talking uh, everyday carry and, uh, uh, what was it, like apocalypse scenarios, you are talking about having, like, no-shit pliers in your pocket. Yeah. Like some, some actual, like, real-deal construction site. They're miniatures, but they're real tools. Yeah. And so at the very least, you should have, like, a Gerber or a Leatherman or I have that, uh, like, Victoria Knox one. Mm-hmm. Um, but but have some – and you can kind of game it to your equipment, right? So now that we're finding more and more Torx bolts on stuff, I need to find some sort of a pocket tool that has some Torx heads on it mm-hmm. because it used to be Phillips head slot head. Now we're starting to see a lot of Torx heads. Yeah. Well, this goes also well, – we, we had that happen but uh, having, you know, last uh,
1: weekend. Two, two people, about the same amount of uh, uh, shots – yeah. Uh, we had one guy with his uh, uh, light off his rifle falling off. Oh, That's right. And yeah. then somebody else with their optics starting to get loose. Yeah. So, yeah. lock tight and making sure your optics are, are tightened down and then also yeah. carrying the equipment that you can service your, your weapons yeah. with. So, well, like, when I go yeah. hunting with uh, my bow... I carry a set of Allens. I carry yeah. ev- everything that I need to tear that bow down. Yeah, I have it with me or at the truck if it's, like, super heavy. But for the most yeah. part, I'm going to have a set of Allens that I can adjust my, you know, my sight. And I can, you know, torque shit down. Yeah. And if limbs go weird or different stuff, like...
2: But this also goes like into the uh, survivalist. Like it's good to carry things that have dual purpose. Like no. two is you know what is two is two one. Two is or, one. One is none. Yeah, and so like for our cleaning kit and your rifle kit, it's like, yeah, you have lights fall off, you have equipment that falls off, but also okay, what happens when you get a jam and you got to break your gun down and maybe you have I, to? Get I have been your, running
0: uh ear craftsman little yes. pliers in there to pull out I have a- run across an objective as a ranger, sawgunner, with my saw in pieces with like op rods and springs hanging out of my pockets with with the same Victoria Knox uh, yeah. multi tool that's in my chest rig right now. Yeah. Like trying to dig casings that were buried in the chamber out. Yeah. As I'm following my squad, like across the target. what is there so, is yeah. there a uh, And I eventually got like my squad leaders yelling at me to get the gun into action. I'm like, dude, I've got I literally have it down to its bare pieces trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong with it. And I finally found this piece of link that got somehow wedged into the chamber, was able to get it out with the needle nose on those on that multi-tool, and then put the whole gun back together and got it back into action on the objective.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, Having multiple things. Yeah. yeah
0: I don't it. know that you want to go down in the weeds
1: of like which multi-tool you believe is it superior or... Anything like that, but I, I, would,
0: I don't just whatever one I don't give a shit. Yeah, it, have a Something. slot head screwdriver, a Phillips head screwdriver, a knife, a file, some yeah. uh, needle nose pliers, Pinchy, and some wire cutters,
1: pinchies, and pokies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs>
0: exactly.
2: Next topic,
1: yeah, yeah, so, um,
0: yeah first have tools,
1: first, first aid kit. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. but
0: also, I think along the lines of tools, you should have like a lightweight hatchet or tomahawk. And a folding shovel, <laughs> and a um, probably like a good fixed blade knife, like a K. I mean, there's a million brands out there. It's not really my. I, I bring a K bar because I like the tradition with mm-hmm. the Marine Corps. Um, but yeah, are we digging foxholes? No, so but, uh, but we're going to talk about setting a be- night defensive perimeter, yeah, and where where we would dig the foxholes.
1: Because of this uh, this class, I, yes. I was like, oh, there's a little bit more gear I get to fucking buy because why not, right? Yeah. And that folding so, shovel
0: goes along with the baby wipes because that thing is 100% purely for shitting.
1: I did not buy a folding shovel. Hmm. I bought a, like, Spetsknot Russian <laughs> shovel. Man-killing shovel? Doubles as a, yeah, yeah an axe slash, oh, yeah. slash. Is that no. one of those assault shovels? Should Dude, those be banned? They, they, those shovels should absolutely be banned.
0: Used for mass murder?
1: Oh, they could. Absolutely. Yep. So absolutely. is my framing hammer.
2: Like a chest ring? Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: if, if the guy on that. Uh, what makes him different? What do you mean? Ro- ground had a spetsnot shovel? Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. yeah that
2: what makes been... it different? What's a Spetsnaut shovel? Uh, I don't it's, know. It's
1: just, it's a normal, like, you know, it just does I have a, like, a, like a folding shovel. trench shovel.
0: So, like, yeah, in World shovel. War One, the trench shovels had a blade on one side. Yeah, I Because it was to got, be, like, everything yeah. had, like, a double use as a club. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's prior it's, to World War II. Everything is,
1: like, bludgeoning as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's got, uh, like, uh, an uh, extra uh, spike. Uh, yeah, so basically it's sharp. Your bolt
0: gun has a spike on the end of it. Just yeah, in case. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. the first thing i did with this i got it you know i ordered it and i got to my house and i pull it out and i'm like oh you know like looking at it and like this is this is cool and, <laughs> and i shouldn't have bought it but i'm gonna go and now and now i'm gonna go cut branches down and i literally took this <laughs> shovel and started like hacking at stuff like it was a um tomahawk, a tomahawk <laughs> yeah kinda, like a machete yeah and i just cut the shit out of like a bunch yeah. of bushes and
0: like, it was like, this thing works. <laughs> it's, this works it's, thing works for that. This, dude, this, guy, this is why the neighbor kids don't come over. Dude, this yeah.
2: guy, when I picked him up for a turkey hunting, <laughs> I pull up, and he comes out with, like, a six-foot-long, like,
0: blowgun blow dart gun. <laughs> and he's
2: like, you ready to get a turkey? <laughs> well, the amount of places we hauled that thing in the woods, we took it for a couple jaunts. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was
1: it was that's a morale booster. Like,
3: are you kidding me?
1: That's yeah. fun. It was a good uh, job. Like we, God we God were damn. shooting at a camp and then it was like, dude, those uh, little rabbits, we're gonna oh, get ourselves we took a little rabbits. Yeah. That would have been perfect. Dude, yeah. if we would have gotten a rabbit with that, oh fuck yeah. It would have been the coolest. Yeah. You yeah, but the video or a, or a for
2: turkey with that.
0: Oh yeah, good. But luck. the video
2: for it Couldn't is like a, a guy, gauge. a guy killing a bear with this blowgun. Could you imagine? Uh, Greg like, keeps sending those
0: those clips of like the guy hunting bears with a blowgun.
2: Yeah, but what does that say for our crew? It's like, dude, I use this to kill a bear, and it's like my crew, a small game rabbit, three three hundred win mag
0: for a
1: bear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's
2: like we're killing like squirrels.
1: Yeah, I, I used a three hundred win mag to kill that grouse that one time. So that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're we'll polar opposite to <laughs> this guy. <laughs>
2: We're up in yeah, it. Oops.
1: Um, so then uh, what do we got? Lighter, waterproof beer. matches. Yep. All that goodness. Um, fire. fire is key. That is waterproof. fire well, and, 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 is survival. Hey, you know with, what? Like, bring cause because I want to nerd out with everybody who is yeah, in fire. Make fire so. I think I think bring whatever means of fire that you think is maybe yeah. um fucking like your just, favorite
2: uh, your favorite uh, well, like Favorite
1: uh, way of make a fire? Primitive
0: fire making. Dude, fire. I would yeah. even, if someone was like, me going, I've been collecting the dryer lint now and stuffing. Like, yeah, Land, yeah, 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 Lando yeah. wanted to do the uh, <laughs> Flint. Like, yeah. like in the, the movie star tease, dude. Yeah. He's, that, he's that politician. Just
1: Yeah, yeah but <laughs>
2: even on this trip, if someone was like, hey, man, what do you call it? I have a bow and a bow drill. A bow drill, if someone, a bow if someone drill can and can like, let's start try and make way, a fire. I would be, yeah. Oh, yeah. Show me. Let's try it. Jordan can, wants cocaine, I think. He yeah. just yeah, pointed at his <laughs> nose.
1: A booger <laughs> sugar. No, we got Very booger awkwardly. Sugar. That's do how you I start fire. That's how you make a fire. Yeah.
2: A um, no, you're
1: good. You just want some coke. All of it. All right. Yeah, sorry. I said I was
2: looking for Adderall at the river, right? <laughs> that's all my bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. $5 a pill, he says. Blues. Um, so Blues. Yeah, everybody knows what's up with that. We're getting wild here, huh? I feel
2: like we're nailing it. Um,
0: I think so. so. This is pretty professional. Podcast, right? podcast America enjoys it. <laughs> yeah, go on. Let's uh, nail
1: this list. Torch, out. torch lighters are our torch. ad. Torch uh, lighters, yeah. Torch, well, yeah. You've never used like little, the long ones used for a barbecue. No, like the like and it, like, makes a torch. Like a cigar lighter. A cigar yeah. lighter. Cigar yeah, There's are rad. Um,
2: Zippos are cool.
0: Zippos. Are,
2: Zippos is are, nice because if you carry a Zippo, a lot of times you carry
0: extra fuel. And it, what is extra is fuel? Is Zippo fuel the same? Is it white fuel? Like It's goes kerosene. Stove? It's okay.
2: kerosene-based, so it's okay. more like a diesel than it would be a gas. Where's a white gas. I wish hot.
1: this podcast could be sponsored by Bic lighters mm. because yeah. I think the Bic lighter and no other lighter is <laughs> as good as a Bic.
0: What? Yeah. That's bic true. I, that's, or, I typically just bring like three of those and some waterproof matches in the little yeah. waterproof we used to, case.
1: We used to go snowboarding and stuff, and anybody who had a bic lighter, yeah. it would work. And anybody who had any other bullshit lighter that was like, you know, the clear ones and <laughs> yeah, stuff, yeah, those yeah. things would always just get. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Bic, where? Yeah. I mean, Bic just seemed to work better. You want, if you if you to get wet
0: while you're skiing,
2: you got to have a Bic. That's not what we were doing. Oh. If you want to uh, write a grocery list or have a good lighter, Bic, <laughs>
1: pen or lighter. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm a big fan of the Bic um, as far as like a disposable lighter. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Then, like you said, like there's inserts you can get because the one bummer about. Um, Uh, Zippo lighters is that the... If you don't use it... It dries out. It dries out. Yeah, absolutely. But they they have cartridges that turn it into the torch lighters, and they also have... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Yeah. so that's kind of nice because The other thing I was thinking about
0: is... Like, I have a food saver, right? So I can put matches in a food saver. I can put a big lighter in a food saver. Yeah, and I could vacuum seal a lot of this shit. Yeah. Just so it is not affected by adverse weather or getting dunked in a river or whatnot. Yeah. So there's,
1: there's different fire starters, too. Like, so if you go lighter... You go, um, like you said, Flint and Steel, if somebody wants yep. to bring that. and want to go crazy. Show people that. You know, you can do um, piston fire, or the piston starters. Have right? you ever done those? I've never. I want like to. I have one. one. Do you?
2: The amount of bruises I have on my palm from them are like, you just put that charred and cloth in and you strike it. it. Yeah, Dude, the amount of back pressure that piston creates, it's like... Enough to make fire. <laughs> it's like trying to slam this bottle as hard as you can with your palm, uh-huh. and it just... Dude, I had bruises. I don't like those piston lights. I
1: I want to I want to try one.
2: I'll bring it. It's your. Yeah, tell absolutely. you what, I'll give you one next podcast. <laughs> yeah. You got a piston light. yeah?
1: Because I uh, the char cloth thing is pretty cool. I think. Yeah, you know, and that's where the taking cotton. If you need to take cotton, or you want shirts like that. And you need to have something that can help start a fire. Apparently, that's Charant something loss, that's bullshit yeah. if you're going to get bruised. But you know what? I'd rather be bruised and warm than fucking not and cold. Yeah. So having that and the ability to cook, fire is everything. Uh, fire is life, and that's that.
0: Yeah. Um, there's also the old uh, Boy Scout adage that you've never felt lonely when you're sitting around a fire. Because that, that's a big part of being out in the wilderness, As you start, yeah. you start to feel that loneliness. And when you have a fire, there's there's noise and light, and it kind of like... You, your spirit's lifted Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It gives you purpose. You're like, I did something.
2: I can survive. I have heat. Yeah. I have cooking. I have everything. Yeah, It's, yeah. Now, and it's life. Fire is life. Yeah.
1: Fire is awesome. Uh, <laughs>
2: fire good.
1: Fire good. <laughs> I, that's the thing that, like, I think about fire and then I think about like tactically like is a fire a smart thing to have in a situation where like No you're at No order, that right. that's
0: why I'm saying we're going administrative and lighting a fire and having fun. But you would not light a fire in a tactical situation. Yeah.
1: Um, let's see. Lighter matches knife. Mm. I love sharp knives.
0: Yes, you do. I think um, we kinda covered knife. We, we kinda no. covered it. Yeah,
2: knife, yeah. move on.
1: Hatchet, folding yep. shovel. Yeah. Baby I mean. wipes
0: we covered. Oh, we covered that.
2: Whore bath. <laughs> mm-hmm. My, that's what I grew up. Yeah. My dad grew like He's the like, Army go take a whore thing. bath. Yeah,
0: go take a whore's bath. Uh, yeah. It means grab a washcloth, pits, crotch, feet. Yeah, give your genitals and stinks sis.
1: We're actually bringing one in to show. A whore?
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, guys, this is Bambi, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the no-touch areas are... <laughs>
1: Yeah, sugar cane's down the way, so <laughs> sugar don't worry. Cane. She's got to ride home. Um, <laughs>
2: Shabazz. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I pity the fool. Uh, pocket <laughs> size notebook. Yep. So, what's, what's that, going that on? That ties
0: into land navigation and also communications, which I don't think we'll get into communications this year. That's part of 2024 training that I'm kind of working on developing. So, But it will be for land navigation because you need to have the ability to write down azimuths and grid coordinates and radio call signs and blah, blah, blah. There's always things that you should be kind of taking, especially if you're in a leadership position, because there's so much stress. Um, and actually, even now in construction, if, uh, if you were to work for me, you would find that I have a little pocket notebook tucked away in my shirt pocket all the time because – I just know that there's so much going on that I'm going to forget little minutiae, so I'm constantly writing down little notes to myself. And every two, three hours throughout the day, I'll pull out that notebook and kind of review it. And then, I the, think and then we, the, the morning, I'll review the previous day's notes. Yeah, Just to make, like, oh crap, I, I completely forgot about that. I am so glad I wrote it down.
2: I think we all do as workers. You want to be able to take, Notes, transcribe, and then, like you said, look back a day or two. I mean, no matter what you do, if you're in the field, if you're working, if it's the apocalypse, it's like there's going to be things and events that happen. You can't remember everything, and like just having something to write things down is kind of a chronology
0: and some reminders. Yeah, just kind of helps you keep your head in the game. I
2: just realized the problem.
0: What? Never
2: take notes? No,
1: I'm 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 looking at. I got two beers here, and you guys have four. Can you pass me one? Yeah.
0: You you want one of those uh, Kozak strength Bloody Marys? Why do I feel so alert right now? (laughs) I feel like I'm running this.
1: It's wild. Oh, God.
0: Well, you are running this, so speak of the devil. Um, Send
1: the next. uh, So ballpoint pen, Sharpie pencil. Yep. goes exactly yep.
2: with that. Navigation, nope. So there's yep. that. And you guys then, don't want to detail that one out? No, yeah, so it. I prefer... <laughs> when I was 14, I found my favorite pencil. Actually, and I've you know never. Here, me- here's what I will say. Though, <laughs> oh, shit, I, here yeah. we go. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> all,
0: all I'm going to say is I ordered a bunch of uh, Topo maps for all the students. Oh, nice. So have, having a mechanical pencil will be advantageous. All Instead right. of um, a, like a yellow sharp Well,
1: pencil. isn't there right in the rain pins that work well too or
0: yeah you know what well I'll have to figure out which type of pen pencil works best on those maps actually guys, and then I'll we'll, we'll email pen. it out to everybody dude yeah. I got the there's one a, you can the, write upside the, the down for my
2: pen. uncle this Christmas so the Fisher space is it, pen, the space pen was is made, it
0: called a pencil
1: you know no, no, no. So, no. That, that, so that's that's Wait, the funny you know thing about this
0: oh, <laughs> and, that's, that's the classic joke yeah I know. NASA spent 10 million to develop a pen that could write in zero gravity and the it's Russians a used a pencil yeah yeah Idiots. But
2: America's better, so those, we developed those a pen dumb, dumb that fucking Russians. <laughs> yeah. I have a pressurized pen that works in zero g. What up, Putin? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we have. You know,
1: never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
2: Have um, superior pen. Suggested
1: slash optional uh, is the next category here. Um, so we got waterproof bag or waterproof inner bag and Ziplocs for all your gear inside your pack. Yes. Yeah, so that way it I, won't get I,
0: wet inside the, yeah. Cause we're going to do a river crossing. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and, so that was, yeah, that was, a, I must've so skipped y- that. Your backpack may become partially submerged and what that, that waterproof bag does. If you're, you've got all your stuff that would be inside the main bag of your pack packed inside a waterproof bag. There's a couple of things you can do. One, When you establish your patrol base, you can just pull that waterproof bag out and leave only mission essential equipment. So all your food and sleeping equipment, camp stove, whatnot, gets left in a central location. So then if let's say you're just on a simple water resupply. Now you've got a whole bunch of canteens in your backpack that you're headed to go fill up. You've got the whole squad's canteens. So you pull that, that waterproof bag out. Now all you've got in there is canteens. Or if you're headed into an assault line, you put all the machine gun rounds in there. You put your mortar rounds in there. And you're leaving sort of those like uh, living supplies back at the patrol base that you'll collect later, so you're not hauling all that weight all that way. Okay. All so
1: so le- let me let me just. But then there's a second
0: school of thought, which is maybe you don't exfil back to the patrol base. Maybe your exfil is is off axis. What does exfil mean? Exfiltration after the after the mission. Okay. So you're not you're not occupying that territory because you're a guerrilla force. So you're gonna have you'll to the fuck out. Exactly, you are going to have to beat feed afterwards. So, strike first, strike hard, yeah. and so get if, the fuck if, if out. You know, if you're not going back to your, what they would call an objective rally point or a patrol base, then you have to bring all your equipment to the objective so that you can head off on a different azimuth out of there and not retrace your steps. Food for thought. Yeah, I mean, that's... Many, the the, the considerations are so fucking, like... Endless. 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 And
1: that's, that's why, like, I love um, war gaming, like, stuff like this, and just... <sighs> with buddies, right? Yeah. Like we yeah. you know, we'll talk about me and Tyler McKinstry, will talk about this for hours oh, and hours yeah. and hours. Yeah. Backpacks. We'll just go, "Oh, you know, what if what if what if, you know, um but that's that's one thing about the backpack, you know. That's why having certain bags make yeah. a difference. So like again, I'm a kafaru fucking junkie. So they have different bags, like one's called the um the straight jacket and it's Two panels that kind of fold in and then nice. a panel that folds over the top of it. Mm. And when you need to carry a 55-gallon oh, drum... so
0: it's like expandable. You open yeah.
1: those two up and you that pocket ends up being a shelf and you put a... You could literally fit a drum in the side of that thing and you could carry it. And not to say I'm going to carry, you know, 800 pounds of water or whatever, but the ability to do such is yeah. like having uh, certain bags like make things more maneuverable yeah. so when you said like you have a, like a camp bag or a you know i'm going to set up my location i'm going to pull this out and i'm going to yeah. be able to move down to be able to do that and have it work quickly is really nice so um you can have i make mean, they make 120 liter dry bags right yeah. and you take and throw all your shit in that yep. that is your camp bag you pull that out whoosh, dump it wherever your camp's going to be with yep. your sleep system your tent and you know your food. Yeah. And then you can take the little little bit, pack that up and now you have a day bag that you can rip down to the river real easy like. Yeah. And you're going to climb down the river to the river or you're going to hike up this ravine or you know whatever you have to do yep. so you can you can move really easy and then I don't know. I'm just a big fan of bags, bring cool stuff. Uh there's yep. there's just different things that you can do with different bags and um not all are created equal, is I guess what I'm saying. Also,
2: like I think we can keep saying, like bring your shit and use it. Like I'm excited to see what other people use besides myself. I think I have my own little system, but like I'm, I'm I like seeing what you bring, Jordan, and what you have, Tobin. When you got your mystery ranch, I started looking at backpacks again. I'm like my shit's. My stuff Uh, sucks. uh, I need something better. And it's like... They're all... Yeah, it's it's fun They're all a good frame a good bag. It's fun to geek out on. Like, bring your cool stuff. Let me see.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's part of the thing is like, I thought they're all the same and they're not. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is like, I have a bag that is a 26 inch frame, Mm -hmm. right? And I find when I'm ripping through like brush that I get caught up and I am louder. I'm slower. And it's just... Yeah, I get worn out more because I have to duck down that much further. Yeah. Whereas with a 22 so inch for, frame, yeah,
0: for day hunting out on the peninsula, you want like your little binocular chest case and uh, a 22 inch frame, like like a Camelback or a small a no, pack. there's a small day pack. size frame pack. There's a legitimate yeah,
1: frame okay. pack that you could have that would it would just handle much easier in the woods. Got it. Fire versus fire it because I mean I the backpack that we went hunting with in Eastern Washington, yeah. That's great for Eastern Washington. I can right. carry that all over the place. Doesn't I'm not work gonna, on the peninsula. But when you're, yeah, when you're in the thick stuff, it's like, oh, this is kind of like cumbersome. And I'm lifting yeah. stuff up. I'm yep. ripping through different things. It's ripping my jacket because it's not clear. It, like there's yeah. there's problems when you have certain stuff, um, and it's just, it's all location based, you know. And there's sense. there's a lot of, lot of fun stuff that uh, I like to get in the weeds with. Um, <laughs> then the Bale Fang. That's yeah. something that Optional we can possibly do. Optional because bring. I
0: don't think we're going to get too Dale deep into wolf. communications, but what's coming for next year <laughs> is uh, learning how to use a simple two-way radio and use a simplex channel to set up a like a uh, field expedient uh, antenna that extends your range with a very simple transmitter. And uh, we'll probably combine that with land navigation at some point to where you know one of our final courses of the year will be we'll give you land navigation points like grid coordinates to where you'll have to go out, set up your antenna, make a com shot back to where we are at the parking area, call in your, uh, you know, imagine I'll pound a grade, uh, a grade stake into the ground with like a five digit number on it. Right. So you have to set up your antenna, get a comm shot back to the uh, staging area to authenticate your position at which point we'll transmit your next point via uh, that, that two way communication and you know what I mean? We'll run. We'll run. It'll be like a land navigation slash communication course.
1: Yeah, that would be. I like that. Unreal. Yeah. That'd be a fun. One. That'd be super fun. And that, like, and you're you're trying to get training Northwest to kind of go that route, huh?
0: Yeah, I think. Um, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. We're we're going to kind of scale back on firearms a little bit, but also scale up on other aspects because I. Th- I think a lot of people, along with that, like they want their plate carrier and three magazines and a strobe light on top of their helmet, and they think that's being ready. And that's just one part. It's yeah. there, There's a whole lot of other skills that go into being ready to defend your community or, or def, you know what I mean, like this hypothetical situations or if you want to talk about zombie apocalypses, it's, it's more than just guns and ammo. There's, I like- there's a whole lot more that goes into it.
2: I like the shooting because it's easier. Like if well, it's you an, it's really want rush. But I mean if you really want to be good at like first aid, which is a real thing that involves your community and your crew, well, it's not a couple classes and you're like I feel more confident. The more first aid classes you're like take, you're like, "Well, shit, dude." Yeah. There's yeah. so much more I to hope this I never have than, to do this. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there it should be more of a But that alone is
0: reason to, like, up your game.
2: Exactly. And that's, like, what we're saying at the very beginning. Like, what are we doing this for? It's, like, it's confidence. It's reassurance. It's not, like, I'm taking over, like, it's just the better I, when I was a little kid, it's, like, you know why Arnold Schwarzenegger movies were cool? It's because it's, like, that guy can protect and take care of the people around him. Yeah. And I never grew out of that. There's something great being like whatever that's, that's situation. Traditional masculine.
0: That's an yeah. IDMA.
2: Whatever situation but, you're in, if you're like, I feel proficient enough to survive here, to protect myself and the ones around me, and it's like it just gives you a sense of security, and you can yeah,
0: you can relax. Yeah. yeah, and people think that like quote unquote prepping is crazy, but the more Prepped you are, the more you can relax because the more, again, we're back to the uh, tagline at Training Northwest. I rely on me. If you can yeah. get to a full status, a hundred percent of I rely on me, you don't have to stress about fucking anything. No, other than playing defense. You know what I mean?
2: Make sure you're hanging out with good people. Yeah. and Like, yeah, yeah you're yeah. challenging yourself.
0: Yeah. And so talking more about, like, I want to kind of dip back into talking about communication. It's not just about learning how to function, the, like, being a technical equipment operator, like, functioning the radio and setting up the antennas. I want to work with folks to set up an actual communications Finding plan. people who. Well, not just that, but, like, take your whatever you like. We have our close group of friends, right? And it's mm-hmm. mostly centered around this gym. Other people, it's centered around their church, or they have a big extended family. And how do you set up a PACE plan, primary, alternate, contingency, emergency, communications plan with your family? And that alone is, is another several days of classes. But, um, you know, uh, oh, crap, where was I going with this? It's, um, but oh, sorry. <laughs> One of the products I want to be able to offer is pre-programmed Beofeng radios in a Faraday bag. So Beowulf. they're 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 no bail fangs like the Chinese knockoff uh, ham radios, God damn it, <laughs> not the Swedish hero okay. uh, or, uh, yeah. um, Oh shit Mike you oh messed yeah, up yeah so so one one of the things I want to be able to provide to customers is help them develop a uh communication radi- like well their their ham radio programming for their group with their two way connections repeater connections if they want them. And then package them into uh, Faraday bags with a signals operating index, which is like a matrix of yeah. frequencies and channels and what they're, you know, who's on them, blah 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 blah. And then, hey, here's your here's your 18 radios packaged in 18 18 Faraday bags with 18 signals operating indexes. And we, instructions. We, exactly. Exactly. Printed yeah. instructions. And you came up with this signals like your group came up with this SOI. So it's particular. Specific it's to particular you. to you. So yeah. that at least in a very very worst case scenario where power is out and so cell towers are down and phone lines are down, ham radio is not affected by the government. Can't. That's one of the reasons. Like they're it's trying good. to put Two, licenses. Yeah. On on. Exactly. Two way. Two way radio cannot be affected. You, you can jam it a little bit and you can intercept it, but you can't really stop it. Yeah. So being able to have that. Uh, and the Faraday bag is just so that it could survive a solar flare or EMP. an EMP. Yeah, exactly. I'm Which not going to try. Coming. It's coming. I'm
2: not going to try and change too much off topic, but that's on. I have a, a digital keypad for my safe, mm-hmm. and we're having all these solar things. Oh, yeah. I'm like, do I just leave my safe yeah. open until I get. A fucking di- like a dial locking a, mechanism. A, yeah,
0: broco torch.
2: <laughs> uh, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like no, that, I. That's, a, that's I, what do you do? Point. You break that's, into it. What that's a what? really good
0: point. I, I think don't think about this. I've plot. never thought about. And I wonder how much of the gun community because I I also have digital buttons on my safe. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't leave any of my guns out. Everything is under lock no,
2: Exactly. Yeah. All my shit's in there, and it's like the the sun goes in 11-year cycles of high intensity, and we're in the peak of that 11-year cycle. I mean, it goes on so many other things, but every 11 years, it really goes up, down, up, down, and just, it seems crazy, and I don't know. Well, yes, You sir. follow Buffalo? You follow the sun? Be prepared. Do you,
1: <laughs> you, guys,
0: do you guys like brucellosis? I
3: love
1: Bruce
0: brucellosis. <laughs> um...
1: Yeah, I mean we can keep going on this. There's a couple more. Oh, let's hear it. Okay, so we got uh, last ones.
2: Five minutes. Let's finish this up. All right. I got spaghetti in a pot. Let's go home. Mike's getting hungry. I got to paint a car and put a sticker on. Let's go. Okay, (laughs) so
1: we got the bale fang. Fifty feet of paracord. Self-explanatory. Just for making shelters. Bring
0: yeah. Bring bring your bring your uh, poncho. Cordage. Yeah, your lightweight nylon tarp and your cordage.
1: cordage. Um, There you go. Uh, Poncho. That's the next thing um exercise. Oh, here it, it is. Do it before you is. come. <laughs> yeah, boys. This is going to be three yeah. long days.
0: Yeah, do it before even, you even go. though I'm not going to make you carry your packs all over Creation, you are going to be freaking tired by Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, that's You will uh, have more fun the more fit you are. Do we get to wrestle and I, at all? I, I guarantee like I'm going to gonna call it right now cuz I'm not going to call them out in front of the group. At least a couple of you guys coming out are going to be out of shape and by Sunday you are going to be in the hurt locker and not having fun and everybody's going to know it and we're going to continue on without you.
2: I gotta ride a huffy until this starts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Knee pads, highly recommended because of the alternate shooting positions and the range is now gravel. It's hard. It's a hard surface, so kneeling, prone, like the fetal position, like all these positions, you have to get into do these different, uh, you know, alternate shooting positions. Knee pads are a great idea. Nailed it. Mm -hmm. Um, So. All of this stuff needs to be able to fit in one backpack. You must... Ha- it must all be on... Like, you must be able to put everything on and walk down to the river. Let's say this... One, one trip. No, For three no one- days,
2: what do you think's adequate, poundage-wise? Because I've done backpacking, you fucking... You- backpack and killed things you backpack and killed people so let's go what do you think poundage wise like for a three-day adventure i would say like you might be up to 65 60 pounds days with ammunition 60 and water. to 80 pounds is yeah. kind of not out of the ballpark that yeah. kind of seems like ooh, that's what be, i'm expecting Yeah, it's gonna be rough i was yeah. telling
0: these guys at the range uh maybe it was yesterday that you know, a couple of guys wore their plate carriers out to class yesterday, which is good. Again, I want them to I'm feel the weight and the mobility this. restrictions. And I was saying, you know, they're they're probably wearing an extra 20 pounds of gear because of the the plate hanger and the plates yeah. and the magazines and whatnot. When I was a saw gunner in Afghanistan, we had to weigh ourselves in because at that that high altitude, the thin air can only support oh, yeah. so much. The Chinook can only put so many uh, yeah. pounds in its payload. Atmosphere is thinner. Yeah. You can't.
2: You can't hover like yeah, you can in exactly. Alaska in the so we, winter for yeah. QRF.
0: When we were on QRF duty, we had to weigh in with all our gear to figure yeah. out the loadouts of the aircraft. I was carrying eighty five pounds of equipment.
2: That sounds about That's right. Fucking brutal. I've elk hunted with ninety pounds. Have I'm you just really? Like, yeah. Dude, what do you do if you get an animal? You're like, I leave my entire camp. I take two trips back and forth. Yeah. It's like I'm looking at like. Five days to get this animal out of here. Wow. But that's yeah. You just drink I mean, that
1: twenty four pack and yeah. <laughs> 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 oh goddamn. Yeah, that's that's about it though. Yeah, we ran through the whole the whole packing list. We ran through the whole packing well, this, list. And- this was a hell of
2: an episode, but I feel like it needed to be talked about because it's like we got this cool camp coming up. And it's like the things we're starting to
0: do. You guys are, are excited. I'm stressing. I'm this excited, is what I do with yeah. all these classes. It's like they have I'm like, God damn it, it has to be perfect. So now it's this huge stress. But as ball. an
2: instructor, it's nice, like you get to see the things that us as students think about. Like yeah. we go through our own little experiences. Like Jordan and I like hunting and we put ourselves in these little, you know, occupations, but it's like Like when we do the shooting, it's like, cool, I've shot my AR, I'm proficient with the safety and the trigger and all this, but then you do the stress test, and it's like, oh, I'm kind of fumbling up, I'm not shooting on the paper where I thought I would. This is kind of like a stress test for your gear, so whether, like, you think, like, shooting's important, or having your gear and hunting's important, this is kind of like, what we all preach and like let's get our Lessons stuff will
1: be learned yeah, yeah.
2: and push yeah. it a little bit and learn where we're strong and learn where we're fucking weak and you know what the next time we do this i bet all of the people that have done it the first time are even more proficient and stronger their second time this is only going to create growth and better people from it
0: i love it absolutely and i think uh on that note we'll see you all next week